It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. All right, let's just get going. Uh, we'll have uh, people catch up when people catch up. But uh, all right, so this is uh, a special broadcast here. We're, uh, we're This is part two of Midnight Mass. And uh, this is a series on Netflix. Of course, there are seven episodes. We did last week on Monday night, we did episode one, two, and three with James and Derek. And uh, James and Derek are both back tonight. We also have Rohan in tow. And we're talking the same thing, except, well, episodes four, five, six, and seven. So I want to, before we say hi to these guys, I want to make sure that if you guys are not aware, not aware, there are serious, hardcore spoilers. So uh, as you probably knew in the first one, if you were uh, just kind of figuring what's going on, uh, you would be like, oh, uh, you just spoiled the shit out of this entire thing for me. Thanks. Well, uh, yes, but uh, we warned you first. So we're going to make sure we warn you again. So this is um, episodes four, five, six, and seven of Midnight Mass. It's a roundtable discussion again with me, myself, Michael Strange. We have Rohan, Derek, and... James of Salcedo Paranormal. Let's uh, let's begin. Uh, you guys introduce yourself, say hi, and let's get rolling on this sucker. Uh, let's start with uh, Rohan. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. How's it going? How's it going? Hey, buddy. Good, good. A plus plus. Yeah, good man. But yeah, pleasure to be here. It's great to great to be here. I've been really loving this show, so it'd be nice to have a, a chit chat with you, my lovely friends. Let's see see what's what. All right, all right. You got a uh, you got a. Anything you want to you want to tell tell them about yourself? You got something coming up, or you want to save that for another another announcement another time? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm working. I'm working on a podcast in the background. I've got a few episodes down, so yeah, we'll, 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 we'll clock, clock that another time. But yeah, it's on the way. It's in, it's down in the pipeline, Mike. So yeah, that's yeah. So I'm interested in all this consciousness talk and stuff, and you know for Troubled Minds uh, Radio and I got to know some people and yeah we have some really interesting conversations and so doing this uh, this what we're doing now is, was uh, an idea that was generated out of that just from the discussion from people around the world so you know so it's just uh, just really appreciate it Mike you know appreciate you guys yeah, yeah for sure so w- when that comes we will uh, we will be the first to be talking about it for sure 100% because I will not let oh yeah exclusive I yeah, will not let it go by without us talking about it so when uh, when Rohan begins his podcast we'll have the links down below and all that stuff so there you go alright so let's go to uh, let's go to uh, Derek and then we'll get to James and and get this sucker going what's going on what's going on um, yeah Derek the nice talker um uh, I don't really have much to plug. Um, earlier tonight, I was on uh, Pulp Addicts with um, Dave Cruz and Gigi, and uh, normally Russ Bailey, just a place where we talk all things nerd, nerd stuff, nerd news, different uh, pulp culture things. And uh, other than that, just uh, find me in the uh, Discord chat. I'll be talking about weird stuff at the show. Nice. All right. Fantastic. And James, Salcedo Paranormal. What's up, buddy? I'm glad to be here. And um, yeah, I have my podcast, Salcedo Paranormal. Um, <clears throat> I'm um, 
I was born legally blind, but I've had a number of uh, experiences with the, with the paranormal, and that's what led me to make my show. And I'm always looking for uh, true ghost stories. So and that's mainly what I cover there. Fantastic, fantastic! You can find his uh, his show actually down below in the links. And uh, let's do it. Let's do it. So when we left off last week, we were talking about Midnight Mass, and it was the first three episodes. All right, and so we intentionally this is kind of an experimental thing. We're just kind of getting our feet wet, kind of talking about these this you know this troubled minds roundtable sort of situation. Uh, what's up, Matt says this is great. Troubled minds all stars, right? And that's kind of what we're calling it a little bit, but unofficially that's the name. But it's it's just more of a discussion about. Uh, things in the zeitgeist that uh you know are trending people are into this stuff people are like there's a ton of people that watch this midnight mass and so uh we're uh, we're just kind of going through and talking about it and we we started off on episode one two three and i thought it was a good stopping point because that's when things kind of start to go nutty um episode three at the end of that uh, just to brief everybody up to that point uh, the well, I guess what's the best way? I guess we're going to just assume they've seen it, and not really recap, right? Because there's the first three, yeah. the whole thing. Okay, so at the end of episode three, uh, uh, I'm going to say it right this time. Father Paul actually gets attacked in the Holy Land in this cave by a v- vampire, a demon, an angel. We don't know what this thing is. He calls it an angel. Yeah, he calls he, it he's an calling angel. it an angel. So. Oh. It looks like a vampire. We'll it looks like a, a demon. Yeah, it looks like a gargoyle. We'll, we'll call it an angel. Yeah. He says an angel. He's the expert because he got bit by it. We'll call it an angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he gets bit by this thing, and not only does it uh, almost kill him, then it slashes its wrist and feeds him blood back. Uh, and so he was uh, Father Paul at this point was probably 80 years old, 85, something like this. He was he was uh, had dementia and all kinds of bad stuff going on. And he was at the end of his life. So this attack by the by this angel or whatever this monster happens to be ends up almost killing him. But then it also revives him by giving it its own blood back through gashing its wrist. Yeah. He drinks the blood. And then guess what? Lo and behold, we have a miracle because not only is he revived from almost being dead now he is he is made whole again as it were and he's brought back to his uh former former prime and so where he was 80 or 85 years old now he's what 30 maybe something like this i say 33 for uh biblical sake you know okay but um (laughs) yeah the part that really got me was uh he was saying like he was absolutely terrified like he was he was like trying to like light a match just to see what this monster was hiding and it's like lost ancient temple and he was this old guy like lost like in the desert like, he was going to die from this monster and then like when he's getting drained like the blood being drained he said like not only was it draining the blood it was like draining his fear from him which is like an interesting aspect it was actually like taking away his like negative feelings as well as like feeding on his blood i mean and that may play a part later on in these episodes too but i thought that was like interesting aspect and that's like kind of the first like it's what allowed him to like believe that this monster was like possibly an angel, you know? Yeah. So he, so he stopped being afraid. The fear was the big yeah, the thing. Fear. It's, it sucked the fear right out of him. Yeah. 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 And so, so as a result, uh, so now we, we have the, this episode ends and he's young again. And so yeah. now we find out that the old guy is the same as the young guy in the beginning. And this was the moment when things changed in the Holy land. So this, now things start to go off the rails because the monster is revealed, the the twist is revealed. Where the old guy is now young again, and he's back in his old stomping grounds in his old church, doing what exactly? 
doing what yep. is the question. <laughs> All right. right. And it turns into a straight up uh, Halloween show now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, now things go nuts. Uh, anything yeah. to add to that, Rohan? Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. And um, Night Stalker in the past had said something that um, Father Paul, when he see when he sees the uh, the angel, he says he's terrified. And when he's uh, he's doing say in the end of episode three, he, we see this scene where he's doing a confession. This is where we're finding out it's been revealed. He's in the confession box, kind of practicing, like what he's going to reveal, sort of thing. And and he says that he's, he's enduring that he's recounting all of the times in the Bible where people have seen angels and been terrified, and it takes me back to Night Stalker has said many times, you know, he said the same thing that the descriptions make him like, you know, because to represent they can see all, see in all directions, they'll have eyes in, you know, all around the body. So it's so it's terrifying, you know, and, and it makes that same point in the in the show, you know, that when you actually see an angel, it's going to scare you, you know, it makes me, you know, it gets your mind wondering, doesn't it? You know? Honestly, the, exactly, like the, uh, Having it broken up, like by watching it too, like not only just for the podcast, but like watching the first three and kind of taking the break before watching the the, the, the last four. Like, I really didn't know what what to believe. Like he said, it was we're looking at this like demon monster that's draining blood like a vampire, and like but it said it's an angel, and then exactly like what Rohan is saying, how like we know that the angels in the Bible aren't aren't these Renaissance angels that that we imagine, aren't these like baby cherubims and stuff like they're they're these like horrifying monster looking creatures I and mean, so i really had no clue whether we were about to get a vampire show or dive into like what angels really are or like i don't know it was a a mental roller coaster you know and like it was it was, it was cool to, to break it into two parts i really enjoyed that it was a nice nice wrinkle it's a wonderful point i think that almost fit that was such a strong um a feeling of that as well it's almost like that's what they were trying to hit they were trying to hit in between a line it like hit a line to split it to say to you know really blur the lines like what is it's almost like what is good and bad what is right exactly, and wrong? exactly. What exactly. Is, you know what yeah. do you expect if it's do you know what i mean it's exactly. it's it's, it's mm. Absolutely. And anything, uh, questions or whatever, uh, James, anything you think we missed uh, that maybe you need filling in? No, that's just really interesting. The whole idea of of um, things being not what, what people always think they are because of what earlier people have described or said. I mean, was my idea. We've talked about this in the main show before, too, how language how words can be confusing people can have different ideas of what the same word can mean that's an interesting idea an interesting theme for this show have so i, I like that right yeah. on okay so let's go with uh book four lamentations that's what this is called and uh here we go this is this is where shit gets off the rails with this show because yeah. of course uh again we have the 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 emergence of this monster so here we go uh so crockett's resident doctor sarah gunning discovers that aaron's fetus has mysteriously disappeared from her uterus and concludes that aaron has miscarried a distraught Aaron travels to the mainland the next morning for a second opinion, but the doctor is unable to find any evidence that Aaron was ever pregnant. Now, remember, Aaron is the uh, uh, the sweetheart, the childhood sweetheart of uh, Riley, okay? And so now, mysteriously, it appears as though she was never pregnant whatsoever, even though she has 
specific uh, doctor's visits where they have um, uh, you know ultrasounds and the whole thing. It was all there. Now it is not there, and no evidence whatsoever. Something really uh, gritty and mysterious happened here. Um, so Father Paul begins experiencing symptoms of vampirism following his resurrection, including burning in sunlight. And Bev produces his true identity as Monsignor Pruitt. Unable to perform his duties in broad daylight, Paul performs an at-home Eucharist with Sarah's elderly mother, Mildred, who recognizes Paul as Pruitt. Joe visits Paul again that night and sees him drinking the angel's blood, which Paul has been diluting with communion wine and feeding his congregation. Uh, Paul kills Joe. Now, Joe's the town drunk, if you guys remember. And so Paul, Pastor, oh, sorry, Father, say I did it. Father Paul kills Joe. Pastor Paul does sound, does sound better. It's Doesn't a nice it ring sound to better? It, yeah. It's got a nice ring, even though it's, <laughs> they'd probably punch me in the face if I, if I tried to say that. I think they say Pastor Paul, at some, I think he says it's pastor at some point. I think it's pretty interchangeable. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure though. Okay, that's fine. It's all good. I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to get uh, any kind of uh, brownie points with the church, so uh, what <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, so then uh, now Paul. Uh, okay, so so Joe visits Father Paul that night and sees him drinking the angel's blood, actually drinking it, which Paul has been diluting with communion wine and feeding to his congregation. Paul kills Joe and drinks his blood, and that was uh, that was a weird one. We'll talk about that. Um, let's see. Bev, Mayor Scarborough, and the local handyman Sturge discover the scene the following morning, and Bev elects to cover it up, believing Paul's resurrection to be an omen of the second coming of Christ. During an AA session, Paul claims to Riley that Joe is absent because he is visiting his sister. Riley, knowing Joe's sister to be deceased, returns to the rec center late at night to confront Paul, but walks in on the angel shedding its blood into the, de- the decanter. Upon seeing Riley, oh, the angel attacks him. All right. Now, there's a lot there. This is where, again, this is the middle episode and shit is hitting the fan. So, yeah. where do we begin here? <laughs> where do we begin here? Yeah, because that was awkward. That was awkward, wasn't it? That bit. That, uh... <laughs> that was a lot. That's, that's really when you're thinking, like, okay, so this, this angel thing is really really getting turned on its head. Like, we're, we're going full vampire. As soon as, like, the light hits them and it starts to burn his skin, you're just like, oh, shit. It's, mm-hmm. really going, it's going down now. Like, we're not messing around. We're in vampire territory here. Full, full bore, you know? Exactly. Um, so, okay, so so where do we start? So so the the pregnancy thing is weird because it it shows that there's something going on that's maybe we're not sure yet, right? We're not exactly positive what's happening, but there's like uh, it could, is it a supernatural thing? Was she cursed? Is she delusional? Is that was she dreaming about this pregnancy? But then you have the doctor that's kind of corroborating that it happened. Uh, right so there's some there's some strange things going on she's still like freaked out too she still doesn't really know what's going on she's like yeah maybe you miscarry but like there still will be some kind of like you can tell somebody's been pregnant like yesterday you know and then like um father paul's like trying to explain it and he's like he doesn't really know what's going on too he's like yeah like uh i feel like everything's a matter of faith not science i mean don't own it like actually i'm trying to reading the uh reading this little description she's talking he's talking about uh his like his resurrection, his resurrection and stuff, but the like science and and religion thing, like like blurring blurring the two, like what is there real like vampiristic like stuff happening? Like the the baby thing really threw me for a loop. I didn't know how to how to handle that one. It's tough to to explain it without going too far ahead. Like 
Yeah, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to that. It, it is confusing. It makes you wonder what actually is going down. Like I said, it, it's what's going on? Yeah, like did somebody steal the baby? Like we didn't know. Like exactly. Like what, what, what was happening? Yeah. Like or or again, is she delusional and it was never happening and she's now right? Like there's there's a lot kind of in that moment and as it begins, you're like, what the hell is this? So this yeah. after it goes nuts last episode. Now it starts a little bit slow with that because you're now you're wondering, okay, what, one more piece to this puzzle of WTF is going on right now. But then, then we got this super weirdness of uh, Father Paul begins experiencing the symptoms of the vampirism with the burning of his skin when he touches the sun. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. And I thought that was interesting. I thought that was interesting with um, with Aaron as well. With when she goes to the doctor, because like I say, it's like a it's a soft start to the after a dramatic end to the last episode in the, in the fourth one. So it, it seems like it's going to be a soft start, you know. And then it drops that bombshell, but it's all <laughs> dead, sort of like calm because oh no, but there's no evidence. It can't, but you know. But obviously, thinking from Aaron's perspective, that would be really damaging. That, like I say, they'd be like the, like the viewer. And plus, there's been the we've had the miracle, haven't we? And exactly. we start to see weird stuff happen already. It's like say, so you're caught in this in between zone. And then when she goes to the mainland, okay, the doctor there don't know. Right, she didn't know that she's had been having a baby. Do you know what I'm saying? So because she's found no evidence of it, she literally offers her some psychiatric treatment. Now imagine being in that scenario, the damage of that baby going missing and then being offered psychiatric treatment like it's not that'd actually be damaging to your psyche, wouldn't it? And I thought that, that and that makes that's kind of put and she's like a sort of a bit in a, a bit of an outcast role as well. Do you know what I'm saying? That yeah. that that'd be an extra terrifying thing to be considered crazy. I mean, even more outcasts, wouldn't it? You know, and it's so like you say, and then it gets it gets the cog sticking. And, well, where's that? Where's that baby gone? And it's like the, the, she, she was just talking about how she, like she was like a real screw up growing up too. We just learned her whole backstory mm-hmm. first the past three episodes, and this baby's the thing mm-hmm. that like really saved her life. You know, like yeah, for for the for the most part, she, her character. Like she really evolves, like going through the next few episodes. She becomes, she's like, eight, like the, the, one of the main protagonists. She's like, I kept calling her, like the love interest in the, the, the first first episode, which really feels like disrespectful now. Like, but the first three, like she's really defined by this baby, and then also by her relationship with the other guy. You know, so mm. immediately they snatch that from us in in, in beginning of episode four. You know, yeah, and like as a viewer, you're still thinking like, what the hell's going on? You're still trying to think like what's the catch and, and like who like who took it and like is this thing all right so it must be evil it's snatching babies and also like but is it an angel like what's what's going on but like she wasn't drinking the wine so like what what's happening like you know what i mean it really it was confusing it was a roller coaster this this show really uh put you on your toes you know it makes you uh it's like i don't know it's well thought out well crafted show yeah, paced paced nicely. Uh, Rohan and I were yeah. talking about that a little bit earlier. Like it's seven episodes seems to be a weird number, but it was just right. You know, if they tried to squeeze another couple in or make it ten, uh, biblical, very biblical number. Yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> is that what it was? I was thinking that? Jeez, <laughs> of course, right? As always, I oh, totally missed that. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. All right. So then, so then, let's talk about the weirdness. So, so uh, Father Paul now yeah. he he kills Joe. Now Joe is the town drunk. He's uh, been uh, going to these AA meetings. They're the trio now, <laughs> right? And it's it's this really weird scene where Joe kind of comes in and sees him with. Uh, he doesn't see him with the monster, does he? He's drinking uh, 
from the like like the very last bit of the the, the monster juice, right? Yeah, I think he's just. Uh, I'm not sure if he like discovers that he's like doing something bad. I think he's just like overcome by the, by his thirst, and he just attacks Joe, kind of. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm forgetting, kind of. But it, it's like it's not like what happened with Riley. It's like a. He, I don't think he sees the monster, does he? And he's like, I don't think he's like. Yeah. How would he know it's blood? If, exactly, if, if, the, yeah. if the monster wasn't actually there, yeah. I think it's more just he was overcome. This is his, this is his first feeding, and he was just overcome by this overwhelming hunger, and he just like lashes out, you know. Yeah, and so it's it's this weird scene where uh, so Joe comes in, he's like, "Oh, hey, you said to stop by whenever," but clearly uh, Father Paul is kind of he seems agitated a little bit. He seems like he's busy. He seems like don't bother me. He seems kind of like that. And so, so uh, Joe picks up on it, and he's like, "Okay, well, I, uh, you know, okay, I get it. You know, I'll, I'll come back another time, whatever." And he's like, "No, no, you know, come here. You're okay." I said, "Anytime." The door's open, and then he gives him this weird hug, like the, the Father Paul gives Joe this weird hug, and they're like in this weird, like, kind of scuffle. Like Joe's trying to get away. Like, okay, man, like, cool, cool, fine. This is fine. I'm out of here, right? Like, this is getting weird. Uh, but but because but, we're leading into this scene, we see Father Paul as Joe's just before Joe arrives. We see Father Paul kind of uh, reciting um, uh, verses from the from the Bible over and over frantically, and then drinking frantic. You know, keep taking drink. He's on the bottle, isn't he? He's, he's on the wine. He's got the decanter, and that's oh, when that's Joe right. walks in just after he's finished it, and he's at the sink, kind of holding himself up. So you can see something's not right straight away. You know, yeah. yeah like say, then he comes in for this weird hog after the vibe don't seem right and he's like, oh, I'm going to go. It's like, um, you know, in someone's sometimes, you know, when somebody's drunk and they kind of come here and I love you and they want to give you one of them awkward hugs. It's like one of them, isn't it? But yeah. it's all that professional because he's the father. So you don't want to be disrespectful and go, oh, no, thanks. So it was at like that moment, you know. And his skin was burning. Like this guy now is an audience member. For the first three, it was really like, we don't know, we know this guy must be, there must be something off with this guy, like, for sure. He's the, he's the poster of the show, but, like, there was still such, he was doing good stuff, so it was still, like, I was waiting for some, for some kind of catch, like, maybe he was more of a victim type of, type of scenario, but then all of a sudden, like, we see the monster, we see what happens, and then we see his, like, his skin burning, and he's, he's transforming, and he, like, he realizes that he's transforming into something. And like the only thing keeping him together is that like he believe he genuinely believes it's an angel. And so he's like, all right, this must be this must be God, you know. And then, but, but as an audience, we're starting to be like, okay, something's like this is this is going bad. This is like he's turning into a monster. And then, like Ron was just saying, like the vibe switches, and like Joe realizes that something's something's amiss, you know, with with the pastor, you know, with the father. Yeah. And then, so so then, uh, there's this weird hug, like that, like uh, great point, Rohan. It was kind of like a drunk hug. You're right. And he walked in on him, and he was drinking the the demon juice, right? The the vampire juice, whatever this stuff is. And he did look like he was kind of like you know like like into a bottle of wine, right? It kind of had that feeling. But his the 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 the, the, uh, the father's franticness was not that he was hungry, right? He was he had yeah. that like that vampire hunger and didn't know what else to do, and so so he ends up hugging Joe. There's this weird man hug, and then uh, he tries to get away and he trips right and like hits his head. So it's yeah. it's it's kind of an accident. It's like not, it's not a murder. It's more like a odd accident that turns into so okay. So Joe falls down. 
and then he hits his head, starts bleeding on the ground. He's like, what the heck, right? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? He's trying to, like, get up to save himself. But then Father Paul, like, holds him down and tells him, all right, it's going to be okay. <laughs> and then starts, like, <laughs> starts smelling the blood, like, ah. <laughs> you're like, whoa, whoa, what's going on right about now? <laughs> He says he starts like lapping up off the off the floor like a dog, right? Yeah, at that exactly. point, yeah, that- yeah, he's doing it right in front of him. He's like licking his fingers, like looking at it, like mesmerized, and starts licking his fingers in front of the guy. That's like, like that's my blood. He's like, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So he he starts drinking the guy's blood, right? Like right there as he's dying, like he hit his head and like you know clearly has a concussion, probably a cracked skull, whatever, just pouring out like blood from his head. And yeah, uh, Father Paul is like just drinking this blood, just like you said, like a dog off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh God, what is this going on right now? And then he just dives right in, and he just goes right, right, for, right for the head. Right. The way he was doing it, it was like real creepy. He was like just wrapping him in like an embrace, and then like he's like behind him, like he's like comforting him, and then he's like has his, his teeth like at the top of his head, like the weirdest spot to be like trying to like I don't know, like like a, like a vampire somebody's blood. Like it's a weird thing, but like the way they. It looked strange, but it, it was efficient, yeah. wasn't it? Going straight for where the blood's coming from. Like he was trying to be somehow like, like comforting or like like nurturing still while he's like killing this guy, you know. And like like the way they show it all the time, like the first, the creepiest part of the original, like uh, Father Paul getting getting bitten by the by the uh, vampire was like the way he was wrapping his r- wings around him, and like the way he was like his ta- his like his wing wing appendages were like wrapping around his legs and he was just like really just like getting into him you know and that's always like kind of what you see when 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 this happens is like he's he's just trying to get that life energy out of him like and it's real a real creepy real creepy way you know especially when he thinks he's like a good person he thinks he's like a person of god still he thinks he's like working for the he has this angel who's been drinking this angel blood you know so he's like i don't know it's a weird so creepy you know what it reminds me of ironically the movement as you crouch down and slowly come to the person and comfort them you know and it's okay and you're holding them down and it's like slow careful don't worry movements right and that reminds me of a python how they move you know it's kind of so it's like this this is another bit of food for thought in turn of opposite what is the snake in the garden of eden into you know it's like oh go here we go exactly yeah that's what that's really what it was like wrapping them up like that yeah exactly yeah yeah okay so so that scene we'll get into the rest of this here but uh anything there james yeah. uh did we did we miss anything are you confused we're jumping around a little bit but uh i think i think it should be clear enough what the hell's going on right about now <laughs> yeah 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 i'd say it's pretty it is and that's kind of i don't know i, I felt like it was going to i'm not i'm not too surprised by this turn of events um, in a way, so but yeah, no, it, this is it's it's very interesting. Uh, yeah, the old, the uh, good old fashioned vampire story at this point is what it seems to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all right, all right, so he so he does it. He 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 drinks him out, right? Uh, finishes it up and has his first vampire official vampire meal. It just happens to be in the form of his good friend uh, Joe, who was the town drunk, and now the town drunk is dead, 
and he's got not only uh, he's fed, but now he's got a problem. He's got a body in in his uh, in his what little apartment, whatever it is. He's got like like this huge yeah, and a lot stain, of blood, a, bl- a huge blood stain on the ground. Is was a carpet, right? A huge blood stain on the carpet, yeah. and, and and he gets Bev. Remember Bev Keen, the uh, the not so nice uh, Catholic lady that's uh, is the, the super judgmental everything everybody hates about Catholic ladies, right? And Catholic people in general, but she just happens that she's a lady. Yeah, with this solid false smile. (laughs) Exactly, the the judgmental uh, Catholic. But then she arrives and uh, figures that, that, well, okay, we got to do something about this, right? And so uh, Father Paul's like, uh, he doesn't know what to do, right? He's kind of stuck in between, like, what do you do? And so he doesn't make the decisions because he's, again, confused. He's like, he's filled up. He's eaten for the first time as a vampire, and uh, but Bev is like, oh no, we have to cover this up, right? So she goes yeah. and gets the other two compatriots, uh, who is it, the mayor and the maintenance guy, right? Yeah. And so they come in and she's trying to tell them, we got to get rid of this body, right? <laughs> we got to get rid of this body. And it turns into that, right? So suddenly she's like the cover. She's like the, you know, the person, that, like the mob boss that's like, nope, get rid of the body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, she was on board right away. Yeah, she- she totally looked like she'd got rid of bodies before. Yeah, yeah, she looked like one of them. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like it. Like, and she's great with the Bible. She's the thing about Beth Keen is that she's she's good with her words. She knows the Bible quotes. She's using them all the time, and that's how she motivates the the, the mayor and the uh, maintenance guy. That's how she motivates them using Bible quotes to make it that preserving this guy's reputation is like doing God's work kind of yeah, thing. So- you know what like, I mean? Bunch of like, like Bible verse bullets, you know, she just fire them off the hip. Yeah. Yeah. But like she, like she, she really like she bought in right away. She was she was game right away. And like the way they introduced it, and like in the beginning of episode four, kind of seemed like we had missed something when like he was in his his like chambers or his like little house and was like reacting to the sun, and, like it and like really getting sick and stuff. She was like, "No, we got to get you out of the house. Like we got to like show everybody because like you've been uh, resurrected." And I thought she meant. Because he died like in front of all of them, like coughing up blood in like the last episode. But I guess in the mm-hmm. meantime, like off off camera, he had told her that like he had been that he was Pruitt. He 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 revealed that to her. So like she she now thinks that like he really is like some kind of chosen person from God. That like we have to. It's not just like that you're you're heal you're here healing people like making them walk and stuff. Is that you literally that other person like that I that I know that I worked for for the past, my whole life pretty much. And you've been, you've been de-aged by an angel. I mean, so she might've had a moment of doubt, but she was game like immediately, you know? It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials. Any way you want, open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Hell yeah. Give me a miracle. I'm your boy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was like that. And uh, the other weird thing about that too is exactly, we don't exactly know when she learned. That's a good point there. uh, That he, he, he confided in her probably a whole lot of that. So she knew a whole bunch of stuff that we didn't know she knew yet. Meaning she knew it was him. She knew he had been young again, the miracle. She probably knew he was getting burned by the sun. She probably knew he had like uh the 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 thirst as it were for the blood right there's a whole bunch it's unclear exactly when and how much she knows but clearly after that first murder of joe and the lapping up of the blood and the whole mess and getting rid of the body she knew quite a bit so she was like oh she's certainly an insider definitely she she might be who he was in the confessional with i was just thinking that telling the story because they're the only two clergy on the Uh, Yeah. So I was like, just thinking that, yeah. But yeah. she heard the, so the way he was telling the story, like she didn't have the visual that we had. She only had his narrative of it. Like she couldn't see the the demon, you know. Like she didn't see it till till later on. Like so, she just heard the angel story, like as he said it. So okay. it's possible that. Like, but then, yeah, he just he just he just killed somebody, you know. That passed. But these Bible people. Go ahead. Huh? No, go ahead. Uh, these Bible people, though, you, you gotta if you if you really know the Bible, the way she knows it, she can like whip it out like that. And she knows all the dark, scary stories too. So she has to have a certain, a certain level of like biblical thick skin. Like she's a, yeah, it seems like she used to, she's used to this type of uh, crazy scene. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's not her first body. <laughs> yeah. She's at least read about it in, in, in the good book. I uh, once or twice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. It's pretty brutal. Okay, so th- so they they get rid of this. Now they do. They they're like, okay, now they're in motion. Now they're like a little cabal, right? So they have they have Father Paul, who's now clearly becoming obviously a, a vampire. Yeah, exactly. The apostles, exactly. <laughs> and and now they're getting rid of the body for him. And then, of course, there there begins now a, a something is in motion. Some sort of something there's a plan now right there you, you, we don't know what it is but clearly uh he has his apostles and we have the 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 miracle and now we have the first feeding of the the vampire himself which is uh, father paul and then of course remember uh uh okay so so there we go that's probably enough on that anything else there uh rohan or james well that's interesting that there's three of them it's another number yeah. Trinity. Um Your wise yeah. Man. yeah, that's that's another number. Um No, that's that's all for that. Okay. All right. So then now this is where where shit get, really goes off the rails, right? So yeah. remember they had their their uh you know little AA powwow and it was first Riley and uh, Father Paul and that was it. Then they added Joe to the group. Well, now Joe's dead because, well, uh, Father Paul just ate him. So, well, you know, that drank his blood and killed him. But now Riley goes to AA that night, and Joe's not there because Joe's dead. 
He asks, where's Joe? Father Paul tells him he went to the island to visit his sister. Or sorry, to the mainland. I keep, I keep doing that. He went, to, he went to the mainland to visit his sister. But there's a scene previously in like episode two where they're, uh, Riley and Joe were kind of chumming it up after the first AA meeting they were together. And Joe tells Riley his sister's been dead for a while. Like it's, it's part of one of the, like the, the shocks of his life sort of situation, you know, kind of commiserating together and talking about, you know, trials and tribulations sort of thing, uh, bonding as it were. And so Riley knows that, wait, no, Joe's sister's dead. He didn't go to the Island to visit her. So that means father Paul straight lied to me and it starts eating him up. Anybody else? Anything there? No, just get to the uh, get to the punchline. Get, get to the, the good, good part. part. Get to the good part. So yeah, yeah, Riley yeah. is pissed. Wait. So Riley's pissed, and he stomps back into the to go talk to uh, to Father Paul to confront him and say, "Hey, bro, what's up? You lied to me. I know for a fact, yeah. right?" So he goes in there just as just previously to Riley arriving in the church. Who's there? The monster. <laughs> the monster shows <laughs> yeah. up again, which again is, is the odd thing about that too, is that father Paul was out of the monster blood and he was like kind of desperate for the monster to come back. He didn't know where he was. He was just kind of stomping around doing his thing. So he shows up sort of yeah. like a perfect moment for, for father Paul. He's like, Oh, thank goodness. We're out of the, the, the sacrament. Like well, we have been looking for you. Where have you been? And the monster doesn't speak, just stomps right mm. up to the front of the rec room there. Uh, is it the rec room, I think, and then s- s- slashes his wrist and starts pouring the blood into the de- decanter at the front of the well, room. Well, wearing a jacket and fedora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, go ahead with that, too. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Just so uh, I, I think, does that mean that he was the he was the person that Riley was chasing in, on the beach? It wasn't actually, mm-hmm. like, we had, we had hypothesized that it was it was Father Paul before, like a, D, a DH Paul running around on the beach, but it was a possibly, I don't know. It, it, he probably would have flown away if that was the case. Well, but also, was, like, he was just he, disguising he himself like, with clothes, huh? just disguising himself with like the father's clothes is what he was doing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so like, <laughs> was he, was he being disguised? Like, so was the was the thing that we thought Father Paul was he like the one we saw in episode two? Was that actually? And was that why all the cats were on the beach like that? Because he was feeding on on the beach like that? Like, mm-hmm. we didn't really get an answer for that. But also, he looked a lot like uh, the Hat Man, who was like a big trope in mm-hmm. a lot of um paranormal type stuff just like this thin like basically like angel of death figure that wears like this black hat and trench coat like this you know totally totally so so he comes in and he's dressed like this so he's he's in the old father's coat and hat right so he stomps in he slashes his wrist he's pouring his blood into the decanter and riley comes in pissed off waiting for a fight but not that kind of fight. Yeah. He wants like a he wants to confront <laughs> he wants to confront the, the, the Father Paul about lying to him. What happens? The of course he sees this monster up there and is like, "What the what's going on right about now?" And the yeah. monster, sorry, go ahead. What am I missing? <laughs> no, 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 no. He just gets pounced on. He just yeah, gets yeah. the the, the 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 monster just yeah swoops right in. It was it was honestly wild. Like the way they they shot it was cool too. Like the camera. Like, like moved with the with the vampire. It was a a real jump scare. Yeah. So the monster turns around, sees him, who shouldn't know he's there, and literally just jumps on him, like pounces, pounces on him, on. hits him. They both hit the ground. 
the episode ends. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ooh. like, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no. They're in the scares in that show, too. Like, it, it's easy to, like, sometimes when I'm watching and, like, like watching something that's, like, trying to be scary, I'm, like, kind of, like, clenching. Just, I, I'm not afraid, but I know that, like, any second they're just going to, like, jump out of a corner. So I'm, like, waiting to see shots of, like, oh, somebody's head's going to get chopped off right here. But, like, eventually, and it's, like, cheap. It's cheap. They're not, you, you, don't, you don't earn those scares. But this show, like, it really, it sets you in. It makes you comfortable. It's really, it's making you think about stuff. But, like, when it does hit you with these kind of visceral scares, it, it feels earned, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not cheap. I like it. like, yeah, go ahead. It's like when there's, no, when there's no build up, when they don't take the time to explain to you things to you, and it just happens. And that's a bit more like real life, isn't it? Things just happen. You just suddenly fall over and you're hurt all of a sudden, you know? And it's like, oh, it's like, yeah, you just you don't get a warning, do you? Yeah. It's like, just, it's a bit like being in a crash without, like, tensing up for it. So you're just like, you know, you just feel the whole crash you know it's crazy yeah uh, that's that's the weird part about it because it's like literally the whole episode built up to that moment and so it was probably yeah. like you know like 0.02 percent of the whole screen time was that final like pounce on him <laughs> it's like oh yeah. shit <laughs> and then it ended yeah you know, with, no, credits. with no real hints yeah <laughs> and then it just ends yeah. i think at this point with with um father paul i think at this point uh he, he's he, i think he's confused i think he don't really know what's happening does it uh, do you know what I'm saying? He's just like, so he's just had his first feeding with the thing of the light. I don't think he really gets what's going on. Do you know what I mean? So sure. I've been confused that day. Yeah, he's done. He don't know what's happening. And now a guy, when the the monster, quote unquote, turns up, he's like, oh, thank goodness. You know, he's like, he's kind of getting a bit desperate because it's like it's looking, he's looking to him for guidance. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously that's that's kind of how it'd be if you met some random monster, drank its blood, oh, you fall, you'd be like, what the fuck? Okay, yeah, what next? You know, you'd, you'd be looking to that as an authority figure, wouldn't you? An angel. He thinks, if, he, yeah. he thinks it's an, an angel. Yeah. He's a priest. He thinks, he thinks, an thinks an he's seeing an angel, yeah. a real angel. In the yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, he's looking yeah. to him. He's like, hey, what, what was our orders then? What have we got to do, sir? Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost like that. And like I say, the, the sudden end in the end, and I like the way that this... Like I say, he's, he's filling up this, he's filling up with the blood. Yeah. The guy comes back and he don't hesitate, does he? He just turns as soon as he sees him. It's this, in the way he just flies to the camera and his hat, if you notice, momentarily just pops up over his head. You know? It's, 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 like, it's like a tiger, yeah. Just like the, the veneer of, of humanity just peeled off him and he just pounced on him like an animal. But like, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, well, 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 you mentioned the cats in the previous episode. I just want to make this point quick that uh, yeah. Father Paul, in his confession in the third episode, in the third episode, previous episode, he did say, uh, as part of his uh, storytelling, that he found this angel and realized he needed to bring it home to the people that needed it. And it had followed him and it hoped that it would, and he weren't sure, and he was having to hide it. So, this thing's followed him all the way back to the island. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So it tells you that in episode three, it gives you a little hint, but it's all embedded in all this what's going on thing, you know? Yeah. And the uh, last thing about this episode, and then we should probably move, move on, but like, it, it, the, the you, you expect some kind of conflict to happen when Riley's going over to the church, you know the demon's there. Like, or like you're, I'm figuring, myself, I'm figuring that he's going to maybe like catch the father in the act and we're going to get the end of the episode. Like he's going to maybe see through a window that the father's like working with this demon or whatever but instead the door is wide open he walks right in the demon sees him and you in like 15 minutes earlier most of this episode 
was a real like we kind of skipped over it but it was a real personal conversation like a one-on-one conversation about like where do we go when you die between him and and like the main the main girl from the show like so we're really a stat we really get invested in those two people as characters and then all of a sudden the episode ends with that person we just like grew to know getting pounced on and killed by a vampire yeah the first character you see in the whole show is it is it i think he is as well he's the first guy into yeah episode four and we're, in, we're, we're in episode four now like halfway through we're like what what just happened what's like is he dead like is he is it because joe like he's he's dead for all we know like you know what I mean he's not he's not he's not coming back as a vampire you know Exactly. I'm glad you brought that up because that ties in nicely later. All right. So let's go next one. We'll burn through this next one because it, it, now again, right, it's a slow build. The characters, we learn who they are, all this stuff. But then now shit's off the rails. It's hit the fan yeah. and we're like, whoa. Okay. So now Riley's attacked. Here we go. Episode five. This is called Book Five Gospels. Concerned over Riley's sudden disappearance, Aaron files a missing persons case with Sheriff Hassan who hypothesizes that Riley may have relapsed or committed suicide. And just like uh, Derek said there, she recounts the, uh, the conversation they had about what happens when you die. Okay. Uh, interestingly, I just did that episode on troubled minds, honest to God, before I saw that scene. So we did that. What happens when you die? And the next day I watched the rest of this and they're, like, and they're having this conversation on the couch what do you think happens to you when you die? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I know. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway, so, okay. So, uh, so, so the sheriff hypothesizes that Riley may have relapsed or committed suicide. Remember he's an alcoholic and he was talking about dying the night before on the evening of good Friday mass. Father Paul delivers a sermon rife with mid- uh, what is it? Metilleristic rhetoric, urging the congregation to prepare for war as soldiers in God's army. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> right, so it upsets. Yeah, he, he reminded me of Tony Stark there. He walked, I just walked up, said, We're going to do good things, and just walked yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little bit like like he was trying to like uh, rile him up, rile him up for a fight. It was all, he even did the, the Marine Corps, right? Soldiers. This is my rifle, right? That whole, the, 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 the rifleman's creed. You guys know that yeah. anyway, whatever it, it, no, no, it, was, I don't know. it was good to see it. I heard it and I was like, that's from the, I was, I was uh, with uh, Mrs. Strange. I'm like, that's from the Marine Corps. It's like the rifleman's creed. And then he said it later, but he, he replaced um, your conscious or your faith for the rifle like this is my conscious this is my faith yeah. right it, it is my only one it's it right though because it is mine it is special right that's that's the rifleman's creed something like that i i bought he it even says uh. he even says in that like in the i think it's in that speech he's like no offense to the military like it's really respectful and they're doing god's work but like that ain't shit compared to what we got you know what i mean like he's like this is the real army is like what he's saying you right. mean like god's army is like this is, this is this is where it's going down exactly it's- whooping people up <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so it upsets upsets Mildred, who actually knows Father Paul because she's she's the doctor's daughter, and uh, she's now becoming young again through the sacrament. She's old. She was super old, dementia, the whole thing, and now her physical and mental state seems to be rapidly improving following Father Paul's visits. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, weird, weird coincidence, right? <laughs> <laughs> More miracle. I keep laughing, but it's just these little <laughs> things. Just I can't help it. It's it's more miracles, man. It's hard not to laugh at uh, <laughs> uh, satanic <laughs> miracles or whatever they are. All right. So uh, later that night, 
Riley reappears finally on Aaron's doorstep and asks her to go offshore on a boat with him. Aaron, while suspicious, agrees. <laughs> Rowing far away from the island, Riley reveals to Aaron what happened to him. After being attacked by the angel, Riley rapidly recovered under the care of Father Paul. Father Paul reveals his true identity to him and tells, tells him that he believes the angel's blood is a gift from God, and he has been mixing it into communion wine to heal the residents of Crockett Island. Riley leaves the rec center disgusted and leaves notes for his family and Monsignor Pruitt before seeing Aaron. Notably, it's at night. Riley tells Aaron he brought her on the boat to isolate himself and declares his love for her. I'll stop there because the last sentence we should probably not spoil because uh, <laughs> there's strange things to talk about first. But but okay, so so now he's back. All right, so we have this weirdness happening. Uh, we can we can probably burn through this one and get to the end of this episode and then get to the rest of this real quick because the only yeah. two super notable things here is there's the Good Friday Mass where Father Paul is basically calling on the army of God and saying that you people are that army, right? And kind of getting people uh, whooped up, right? Like ready for for Easter Sunday for for midnight mass, right? Which is coming, by the way. And then yeah. then we have the end of this, right? That's that's probably the two most notable things that happen in this episode. Riley returning, telling Aaron they need to go out in the boat, and he declares his love for her. And then anybody want to finish this up? <laughs> like in 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 earlier. He's being like actively coaxed into like drinking blood from most most of the episode is like him trying to be convinced by Bev and Father Paul to like drink blood basically and, like and like giving these urges and a whole conversation basically about how the father doesn't feel any remorse and like he's just going full like he thinks what he's doing is right and that like he knows it's good because the Lord is taking away all of his guilt so it must be good. When, as an audience member, you're just thinking, or like, that's probably how it feels to like sell your soul and do demon work too. It's like, you probably think you're doing, I don't know. But so we're, as an audience member, assuming like he's about to pounce on her because he just turned into a vampire, you know? And then he tells her, no, 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 like, I'm not here to make you scared. I'm here to like show you something. And then, Mike. Okay, so they go out on the boat I think, together. I think, go, go I think the episode's basically focused on uh, showing that Riley's recovered, he's not really dead, uh, he's, so it's affected him as well, and then they're trying to space it, bring him up to speed on now what, how his body's changed, and, and show him that, oh, you know, if you get near a person, you're going to have this urge. Do you know what I mean? So they'd give him a little trial, get somebody close, you know, just to sort of let him know, but he's not going, he's not going along with it. He's, he's not happy about it, and that's the thing. So he's really, and plus, because the thing is, we have to remember as an audience member, this is a character that's plagued by guilt, and it's weighing heavily on them. So, and this guy's saying all that pain can be taken away, and how do you feel? And he's drilling him, and he's at like AA meeting, and and Riley says, "Yeah, I feel jealous because he don't want to feel the guilt." But then when it's then this has happened, it's probably I'd have thought about it and think, well, you kind of want the if you've done something and you feel bad about it, you kind of want the guilt as a reminder exactly. not to do it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Hit him, Mike. Hit him with the punchline. All right. So then, so just real quick before this happens, now up to this point, Riley's been having this dream where he's out oh, in yeah. in the bay by himself on this boat. 
All right. It's it's weird. So he's just like you're it's unclear when it starts, but he it's this recurring dream he keeps having. And so we're like 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 I, I'd always think he was out in the morning by himself, like literally out in the bay, just kind of like meditating or something, right? Out in the quiet just before sunrise type of thing. Turns out it's not, it's a dream. It's a recurring dream he's been having. And he tells tells Aaron when they go on the boat that he had this dream last night except for the first time he was not in the boat alone she was in the boat with him so we have like literally a premonition in his dream as it changes even before he becomes a vampire this is before he disappeared so like it's like he knew this was about to happen and so there's there's just a, a an odd little twist to this which i was like okay something's up here but okay so then he confesses to her the entire thing and so you're, you're left wondering why he's out there on the boat with her. He, he went to his parents' house. He left letters. He, he saw, went to look at his brother sleeping in the room at night. And you expected him to maybe go feed because he's hungry. He's the vampire now. That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to go out and feed. But he doesn't. He, he, he leaves his parents. He leaves him a letter, leaves his brother, goes to errands and takes her out into a boat. And you're like, oh, crap, right? I'm thinking he's going to eat her, right? Like, why yeah, her? Going full vamp. Yeah, like, this is messed up. That's not what happens. He explains to her everything of what happened, how he, he got told all this stuff that we're describing, attacked by the vampire. Father Pruitt's off the rails and, like, thinking this is work of God, and he has his doubts and all the rest of this. And then... She says, like, she never really says, I don't believe you, right? This is, this is kind of the beautiful thing about this moment is it's like that moment of faith, right? It's like um, he's telling her this, like, outlandish story. And she never stops him to say, what are you, like, you're nuts. Are you insane? She says, look, if you need help, I'll help you with whatever you need, right? She's like, like, I, like, I understand you're going through something here. And, I, like, I don't understand what it is, but whatever you need, I'm here for you. I will help you. And he's like, no, no, like you don't get it. Like <laughs> I'm not lying to you. This is not some psychosis moment. Like this is real. And he said, the only reason we're out here right now is because I wanted to show you because you would never believe me. And the reason we're doing it this way is because I couldn't, you were the, you've always been the strong one. And then what happens boys? The sun rises. Come in. Yeah. And he, he bursts into flame. And and uh, no, no, the sun the sun rises, and then we see another. We see like the girl he's been seeing, like another flashback he's had, like with with the with being on the boat. He's been seeing like uh, the girl he killed in the car crash, like all mangled up as he's trying to sleep at night, or like falling to sleep or whatever. So we see her looking like beautiful as how she was when she was alive, like glowing on the boat, and, like and it's like a really like something amazing happened as the sunrise and then all of a sudden it cuts to what she's seeing and she's like screaming all of a sudden the screams enter and he's bursting into flame and he's lighting on fire and turning into to ash on the boat uh it's crazy it's really crazy it's like the, she's experiencing the reality of him you know getting burned up but he's experiencing exactly the thing that he described that he thought would happen when you die he said when you die i think you'll just have the nicest dream that you can imagine at that very moment and fade away like that and that's exactly what happens for him yeah. it was like honestly very i don't want to spoil where it's going but it's very uh christ-like 
Honestly, he he died yeah. to give her the information. Like he it was purely out of love. He didn't give in to temptation. He he could very easily like allow himself to be guilt free feeding on people. Like, but instead he's explaining it to the person he loves and he's like sacrificing him. So the only way he can possibly prove to her that it's happening is to die. So he's dying mm-hmm. for it. And then his reward, his one reward is that he didn't have to feel what it's like to be burned alive. He, he got to experience like a happy ending, like whatever it was, like his neurons frying or whatever, but it was to him. He experienced like the girl he murdered was okay. But in reality, he's, he's, he's getting a lot of fire and frying. So it's very traumatic yeah. for her, obviously. Yeah. And when, yeah. And when, when is, if she's asked him, and when she says, look, I'm prepared to help you, she's made the point of saying, just tell me what you want. And he said, what I really want you to do is get this boat and row to the mainland and run away. Yeah, but I, I, think, I think you won't do that. I think you're going to just come back and try and help these people. And he says that. So is that, I think that's key as well. Thank you. Yeah. I was just about to add that if you didn't. So yeah, that's the last thing he says to her. She's like, what do you want? And he says, I want you to run away. I want you to never come back. Because he knows it's, it, shit's about to get real, super real. <laughs> yeah. And so he... And he he's, he, he's in excrement all over that fan, and he knows. <laughs> he wiped it off himself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so then so <laughs> he says to her, as, he, as the sun comes up, just as it's coming up, you see, and again, it's, it's done really well. And so he says that the reason he's doing it is because he can't go back and fight, even though he knows he should. And he tells her, I know you're not going to run because you were always a strong one. And then it ends. And he, he burns up and there's that whole moment with, uh, his, uh, you know, the, the young lady he ran over and his, uh, you know, the beginning and all that stuff. So anyway, so that's how this one rolls. Let's, let's go. Anything else there? Uh, James, <laughs> James, <laughs> that is, uh, that is an amazing scene. Based wow. off of what you described, that's an amazing scene. Um, emotional. It was emotional. Emotional. It's also you don't hear a lot about about like in vampire stories. You don't hear about there being one that something like that often. I don't think. Um, yeah. like like the kind so, of but, kind, kind of backs off of the hunger and is able to say no, no, I'm not doing that. Right. Yeah. That's not, I'm sure, I'm not really, that's not really my area of what I'm into most of the time, but I'm sure there's probably one or two, but to, that's the, that sounds like it was done just so well. Yeah. James, you really are good at picking out these, that's, that's going to come up again later on. Like, you really are good at uh, picking out <laughs> these, these, these little details. I, mean, uh, I was about to say, well, <laughs> that comes up again. <laughs> that definitely comes up. Yeah. It comes up yeah, again. That, what, just, what else I think it just comes from, you know, storyteller. Well, and and consuming so many stories, being into so <laughs> many stories. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah I think probably both. Too. But yeah, <laughs> when you write a story and you try and put threads in there, there's it's not easy. Well, it's not easy, but they're there for a reason. You know, it's like yeah, it's it's, it's like, almost ah. like. You did it because it foreshadows something else, right? And yeah, like uh, p- picking up on that, you're you're definitely you got a talent, man. Um, so so anything else on this before before we move on to the next? Uh, there's just two more episodes, and like I said, now shit hits the fan. Shit gets really yeah. Crazy. Now we're going off. Yeah. 
Getting real. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good and looking forward to this year. All right, let's roll it. So episode six, it's called Act of the Apostles, all right? So now Riley's burned, and uh, Aaron, of course, just as Riley predicted, she does not row back to the mainland. She goes back to the island. She tries to save people when she understands what's happening. Aaron returns to the island after witnessing Riley burn to death and tells Sarah, who's the doctor, what is happening. Sarah shows Aaron the de-aged Mildred, who's her mother, and how her blood samples burn under sunlight. Theorizing <laughs> that Father Paul, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, theorizing that Father Paul is inducing a medical miracles via the wine at church. You want to talk about that real quick? <laughs> the, uh, the the burning blood. <laughs> Don't drink the Kool Aid. <laughs> I think it might have been earlier in the last episode, but we see. I think it's the blood from uh, from her, yeah, from her test when she, to find out she, she, that she lost a baby. It like snapped in the uh, in the windowsill, and the doctor was like, "What? What the hell?" And then I guess she'd been working on it, so she reveals she like pours the blood like out on purpose, like out onto the windowsill, and it really just spontaneously combusts, like it's like gunpowder, like you're lighting up gunpowder. It was a crazy. It's the craziest thing. So she, as a scientist, is trying to like wrap her head around what could possibly be going on as her like mother who was the oldest person in the show and when it's like she was already planning her life after she died like is now becoming like a fox again she's looking she's looking real good you know yes she was kind of a bit like us one chest she was like a scientist and she got these samples and she's supposed to send them off to get studied but she just don't want to let them go she's just i can't i, I have to keep doing it look <laughs> do it again yeah. <laughs> i can't believe it <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so again, again, it gets nuts. Continues to get nuts. We're we're uh, completely off the rails and headed toward the uh, the the ashtray, as it were. So, yeah. Aaron discloses Riley's death to Annie, who believes, uh, who refuses to believe her. Uh, Aaron, Sarah, and Mildred attempt to get to the ferry to the mainland, but discover Mayor Scarborough has sent the ferries away, and witness Sturge locking down the fishing boats. So now there's some plot at hand, right? They're uh, trying to lock people down onto the island for you can guess what. Uh, that night before Easter Mass, Sturge cuts power to the town and sabotages the cell tower. Uh, at Mass, Father Paul reveals that he is Monsignor Pruitt to the residents before unveiling the angel to an awestruck congregation. I think we need to talk about this moment before we uh, continue here. <laughs> It's just so, crazy. It's, so it's midnight mass. Now it's midnight, midnight mass. Easter. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. In the meantime, in the meantime, they've convinced the people that they've told people, "Oh no, we're not doing morning mass anymore. It's always going to be in the evening." So they just switched that on straight away, and they've already come to that. And then the stuff. It's usually about taking something in. So yeah, we're all going to do this, and we're going to do the, you know, so they're setting it up so they can get it into inside everybody, sort of thing. Yeah, and just imagine the how shell-shocked these people are, what kind of, like, what their minds must be possibly thinking. Like, I'm, they, they cut to uh, Riley's parents at some point, and they're like, you see that these two people, like, the dad's a hard-ass or whatever, but he's, like, he's, like, a nice guy, and, like, the mother is just the sweetest woman on the planet, and you're in there, she's going to church every single day, so she's like an example of, like, yeah, the church is really messed up, but, like, obviously there's good people in it. So she's looking at this thing, like, like, what do you mean? What the hell is going on? And the whole, the whole town knows that he's doing miracles. All he's getting, he's getting, he to get people to walk and stuff like good stuff is happening. And all of a sudden in walks this, this hideous monster, you know? And like, 
what is going through their minds at that point, you know? It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program today. No, like it must be absolutely crazy like and they do a good job with it it's really i gotta again i, I haven't i've been kind of like i was trying to avoid the, the actual reviews um when i was watching it because i don't want to have anything spoiled but i know it's highly it's been watched a ton but i would assume people must be praising it now because it's like in my opinion it's doing a good job to uh lay out these these threats for us and like keep the like build attention and uh i don't know it's good yeah, it was really well that It was really well built up, uh, like I say, because you've got this. Uh, so you've got Father Paul, you've got uh, Monsignor Pruitt making this announcement that is actually really young, and it's all and these miracles is a physical, visceral thing that we can give to you, and we've already been giving it to you, sort of thing. And you need your last bit, and then suddenly the camera's like panning back towards the door, and in the doorway, there's like this is some dudes like seven foot, about seven foot tall, maybe seven. You know, I don't know what I mean. He's got like dark, darkish red skin. Again, bold looks really old and like we're well, not old his skin's kind of tight like it looks like a demon it's walks in he's got like the the white the kind of is like the choir boy robe things on so it looks looks the part you know and it's <laughs> coming out and it's got these lumps under behind on his back so he's walking down and you can see like he might have wings and he goes and stands at the front turns around and just spreads his wings out coming out of his cape he's got a special cape so his wings can get out and you're like what? Like you say, what would the psychological impact be if you're religious and then you've seen these miracles and then that walks in and you're like, yeah, well, maybe angels don't look like we thought and fair enough. You know, maybe you'd just be like, well, okay. <laughs> or just freak. I don't know. It's crazy. I, mean, like, I imagine it must have some kind of like a vibe to it that like it looks evil, but I can just imagine it's one of those, it's like a, like a Dementor from Harry Potter where you just, just if you look at it, it just like, you get that cold shiver that it must have some kind of like, I don't know, like a, like a negative aura effect or something like that. Yeah. You know, I'd ask a dog. I'd ask a dog. I would. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and so when he does this, so, and this is literally like a Rohan and I were talking about this earlier, cause I am making a video on what this monster is by the way. And that will follow probably sometime tomorrow. Um, but the nice. thing is right. This monster is, it's not exactly clear. So it kind of blurs some lines, right? Like you think vampire, the healing blood, but it's got wings. It's kind of has like the, the, the skin, the gray skin of like a gargoyle. So it's definitely sort of like a mixture of a bunch of, um, you know, mythology, uh, creatures critters of sorts uh, angel demon gargoyle vampire is what i kind of named it uh, when we first started yeah. and i was sticking to that it's kind of a mix of those things and it's strange but then it, when it again when it spreads its wings like people in the church start to freak like people like it starts breaking down and not only that now the the apostles the three apostles as it were bev and the two the two cronies that were shutting down the island and you know locking down the boats and cutting the cell tower now they move back when this thing comes in this demon devil angel vampire whatever it is and they lock the doors so now people cannot leave they're stuck inside this tiny church with this creature as it spreads its wings at the front of the church and everybody's freaking out everybody starts freaking out as you would expect because i would be freaking out too so it, it's really kind of like the this thing where it tips on its head in this moment because 
I'm not sure what they had planned. We'll talk about that in a sec after you find out what happens here. But it seems like they had a plan that didn't go to the plan. All right. So we'll get to that in just a sec. But okay. So this, this, this angel, whatever it is, walks to the front. It spreads the wings. And here we go. So uh, they, uh, let's see. Uh, Father reveals that Monsignor Priwa to the residents before unveiling the angel to an awestruck congregation and terrified congregation, by the way. Pruitt informs the churchgoers that they, uh, Pruitt, again, who is the same as uh, Father Paul, Monsignor Pruitt, Father Paul, same person, informs the churchgoers that they all have the angel's blood in their veins and encourages them to drink poison, to die and be reborn. And so we have this weird uh, drink the Kool-Aid situation, right? Uh, so it, let's see. Uh, several residents drink the poison, including Lisa's parents, Sturge, Uker, and Ali. Uh, Ali, who's the son of the sheriff. Uh, Mildred shoots Pruitt, and is Pruitt, uh, who's the Monsignor, the, the, the actual um, uh, the, 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 the father, and is swooped out of the church by the angel. So Mildred was, uh, who's Mildred again? Uh, anyway. The old lady. Yeah, the old lady. There you go. Uh, the, the undead churchgoers resurrect and attack those who haven't drunk the poison. Ed is turned uh, while Aaron, Hassan, Lisa, Sarah, Warren, and Annie escape. Aaron shoots Bev before the group flees into town, and a resurrected Bev and Sturge unleash the undead churchgoers onto the remaining townsfolk. All right. So, so, so shit so, seriously hit the fan. So, so what's happened here is Hassan, the town sheriff, who's a Muslim, is a son's been getting into the Christian church, checking it out, and he's uh, been a bit uncomfortable with it. But now he's looking at drinking the poison, and he don't want his son, obviously, to drink poison. Do you know what I'm saying? So he's got his gun out. He don't, he don't normally carry a gun. The, the sheriff's made a point of saying that because he's Muslim. He's just trying to, he always stays as clean as possible because he's had a hard time in his career with that stuff. But yeah. he's bad to have a gun in church that day and he had it as a go trying to get the demon trying to stop him you know from making his son take poison and whatnot and let people out and there's been a kerfuffle and someone's got the gun haven't they you know and it's like father uh, paul has ended up getting shot in the head so he was in charge of it all winter but he's out of action do you know what i mean so it kind of goes off the rails doesn't it by the, by the mother, by the old lady, who somehow she's the one who's been like been been resurrected. She's been her her age has been reversed the most and stuff, obviously. Um, but somehow she she's the one who notices during his speech, his like army of God speech. She's like that. We're not going back there. Like that's not that's not the guy I knew. And so she's she's the first one to sense like no 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 whatever this guy's working for, it's not it's not an angel, you know. And like before, like with with the fear thing. Um, well, I mentioned it earlier, but when, when Pruitt's trying to explain to Riley, like, no, 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 this, this is good. Like the, the guilt thing is okay. Like getting rid of the guilt thing is okay. He like rattles off all the quotes about angels having like, when, when, uh, the angel of the Lord appeared to them and they were afraid or like, and when Zachariah saw him, he was terrified, overcome with fear, yada, yada. Like he, they, they hammer the point home that like, you're going to, you're going to feel afraid. You know what I mean, so this is like, that's what, that's what kind of. It adds to the confusion of these of these like full full bore. They hundred percent are in belief, so they're doing the best they can to like their body's probably screaming to them, run, 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 run. But they've been told by the book that they believe in that it's, they, they told them, yeah, you're gonna feel like you want to run, but don't run. You know what I mean, it's exactly what they wouldn't want to hear. You know, like 
like a plan, like a plan for it. Yeah, exactly. like confirmation bias. It's like a little Jedi mind trick on yourself, yeah. isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, a bit like I bet that's how cults work. That, that yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like it could possibly be the ultimate cult, you know. But then it just it just turns straight up to a vampire slash zombie melee in a church, <laughs> you know, like. People who are dying from this poison, everyone yeah. just hacking up blood, spitting up blood, and then waking up and like immediately just diving on people and, and biting into biting into them and killing people. Characters that we've been knowing for like five episodes as this real peaceful island and stuff. It's really crazy. It, it, yeah, some of them seem to know to cut themselves and feed the other person blood, and some of them didn't, and so some get resurrected and some don't. It seemed I don't know if I yeah. got that wrong. Yeah, and I, I think like it was a big because it was Easter. Like they made a few, point a few times during the show to be like, we got some heavy hitters who were coming here like every day. We got some people who were coming here on Sundays. Some people who were coming here pretty much just on Christmas and Easter. Which like if you're if you're a Catholic, you know that's a real thing. Like. That, that it kind of it dwindles like that. You got the, the just the holiday people, we got the every Sunday people, and the ones who just who don't go at all, you know. And I think when it happens, when the transformation happens, or when like that, some of them are they become the food basically. That like the, the, like Joe when he was killed, he didn't come back because he wasn't going to church, so he wasn't getting the he wasn't getting the the, the blood. But the ones who were going all the time, they're the ones who were who were revived, and they were feeding on the ones who weren't. You know, like yeah. So, but so then if but then if you, which was a weird thing, like if if you were then bit, I don't know, then if you were killed in any way, you'd then come back as a vampire, though. Still, if you, if you were drinking, if you were drinking the blood, you know I mean, like even it gets a little bit murky. We'll get into that more, but it doesn't it doesn't seem like beyond Father Pruitt in the beginning that it required it's not like Anne Rice where you get drained and then you have to give the blood to the other person it's like if, as long as you've been ingesting this blood at all during during the sacrament at church then when you die you won't you won't you'll come back I mean like which is different than the typical vampire mythology you know, you know what I mean yeah, exactly. Well, because like you said, most of them already had it inside of them because they were taking the sacrament. So they had kind, they're yeah. kind of prepped, uh, you know, to, to already be sort of that vampire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it literally is, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation because everybody that takes, that drinks the Kool-Aid or the poison, right, as it were, they come back as vampires because it's like the resurrection moment. But then they come back hungry as as hell because they're right. They're now they're like hungry for blood. So so even if you don't take it, you're going to get eaten by the vampires that did. So <laughs> and they've locked all the yeah. doors, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so yeah. So I'm not sure. So so what was the plan there? Didn't it seem like they had something else planned? Not that because it turned into literally like just a bloody murderous mess. Didn't it seem like they wanted something else out of that? Yeah. I think that what what the plan was, uh, as Father Pruitt had been, um, as he'd gone through the process, okay, and realizing, you know, he was thinking it was an angel, and he tried to coax um, Riley through the process, like counseling. And I think the plan was to lock everybody in so they can't go out and uh, go eating people and to shut all the curtains and stuff and, and just lock everybody 
in church, why they go through the process and, and realise what they are. And then, do you know what I mean? And then naive empires, do you know what I mean? And explain to them what's happened. And because that's what he had to, he had to go through it. Like I say, I think he had a plan to train them through it, through the night sort of thing. But instead, because yeah. he's out of action, because he's got shot, and he's, by the way, he's still alive on the floor, eyes are moving, and they're saying, don't worry, you'll heal, we'll take care of it. So Beverly Keen, the mean, like, kind of dodgy lady, looks like she's got rid of bodies before, and uh, had yeah. all that the statues of poison, you know, in earlier episodes, she t- kind of takes over, and she decides to just let it, you know what I mean, decide, well, the people I'm being coming, uh, you're going to just die then, kind of thing. Do you know what I'm saying? I see. And that was the deal. Okay, okay. So it makes sense now. So very much like he did with Riley, he spent the night with him explaining to him, right, kind of doing that. That's what he wanted to do, keep them in there and explain and calm everybody down and not turn it into a shit show. But it turned into a shit show. Like by the end of it, there were like there was blood all over the walls and all over everything. It looked like it's a zombie melee, zombie vampire yeah, melee. Just exactly, people coming back from life, popping pop back up like a zombie, and then diving in full vampires. Vampires, yeah. Okay. All right. So got it. Got it. okay. <laughs> then, all right. So then, clearly, the, the cat's completely out of the bag. But now Bev Keen takes over. Who again was this uh, this judgmental Catholic lady, kind of the second in charge of the church forever, and you know just not a nice person, which we'll get to in a moment here. But uh, she, so she ends up uh, going to the back as the the team of heroes try to escape. They get uh, the the front front door of the church is locked, so they cut through the back. And she's back there waiting for them. All right. Uh, so here we go. Now uh, let's read that's, the rest. I think, of I, I, and that's basically what happened. Is that because she, because he got shot, he wasn't there to like reassure them. And then she kind of like felt like he 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 would have been the one to be able to handle them starting to change and like starting to get aggressive. And as, but as, as soon as she sensed like, uh oh, they can smell my my blood and they can hear my heartbeat, she just took off. And because she took off, there was nobody to talk anybody down. And it's just as soon as they got hungry, they they do on somebody. Like the mayor, as soon as he got the urge, he just hopped on hopped on somebody. You know, so she kind of caught she she was a big reason why it got as bad as it was. I mean, gotcha. Two, yeah, two she sets it off and then she bailed, didn't she? And then she bailed yeah. exactly. The yeah. bailing made it even worse. Yeah. So so she so interestingly, so we got another foreshadowing that she ended up being the coward in the situation. Exactly. <laughs> All right, yeah. all right. So, mm-hmm. so then the final. Here's the final episode. Anything, James, on that? Uh, now that shit hit the fan. <laughs> uh, it sounds like she let the people that were not as faithful in her mind be the ones to die, and then exactly. so it was basically in her mind they deserved that. Exactly. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> Again, James. Either we're really good storytellers, or James is an intuitive. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. James is getting it. James is totally getting uh, it. All right. What What are the comments but, on this? No, no. What are the comments, James? What What else you got? Um, and so I think I wonder if that was even her being much of a coward. Once everything started happening, she was like, "Okay, this will take care of itself." And whatever doesn't take care of itself i'll take care of after if i need to yeah oh i like that yeah a bit a bit more because there is there was a bit of that as well a bit of like oh, i'll wash my hands of this now then that's that's that done you know <laughs> i mean that's like that's the way she explained like spoiler for when we're going to be in five minutes but that's how she explains it it's like when <laughs> when father's waking up she's like 
Yeah, like it happened. She, he's like, why would you let it happen like this? She's like, this is how it's supposed to happen. Like it happened like this because that's the way it was going to happen. I mean, she's like, mm-hmm. she's just like, uh, she's like, I don't know. Sorry, thanks, thanks, God. But yeah, God's like, plan. God has a plan, right? <laughs> what, yeah. what did she say? Mm-hmm. Not, not to the effect of uh, you know the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. But she's used some kind of biblical scripture she said uh, man plans and god laughs yeah yeah, 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 yeah. man plans mm. and god laughs exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly uh so <laughs> okay so then now this is the final episode episode seven so now clearly the cat's out of the bag the monster um fly he this monster flew off with the lady that shot uh the, the pastor so the monster is no longer in the church it's turned into a zombie apocalypse type situation <laughs> worse than yeah. anything i've seen on the walking dead by the way if you want to see some grotesque shit watch that scene because it, <laughs> it went off the rails <laughs> and then and so there's it's like a white church and there's blood all over everything and then yeah. it's legit as well like you've said it did not try to force it so that's a good point exactly up, yeah. Yeah. yeah it wasn't too much but it was just enough to be like ooh, i wouldn't want to be there <laughs> all right and you earned it like it was it was six episodes into the show i mean you watched you watched you spent a lot of time sitting through mass like you know what i mean and you got to you got to get to this this horror movie scene i mean like exactly it really paid its dues Exactly. And Vicky says a while back, uh, the, the old lady was warning people not to trust the priest. Thank you for that. I missed that on Rockford. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Which, which then she shot the, the pastor and then she got taken away by the, uh, by, by the, by the demon or the, the, the vampire as it were a wink, wink. Okay. So now yeah. episode seven, this is the final, the final. Now this, this is where it gets, it's good. It's good. Here we go. The now turned Mildred reunites with Pruitt. And the two were lovers years ago, and Sarah, the doctor, happens to be their daughter, which actually <laughs> I was kind of picking up on a couple episodes prior. The dark hair, I was like, eh, the, the the way that Mildred knew that the fire and brimstone, you know, army of God guy was not the dude she knew. I was like, wait a minute, right? I that surprised kinda, me, honestly. It surprised me. Did it? I, well, I thought they, I kind of got the feeling they used to be husband and wife, and the doctor's the daughter. Yeah. That's what I kind of figured in the end. Yeah. This, he's a priest. He's a priest, so no, no, can't have any oh, kids, oh, no, oh. no wives. So just, she was. Oh, so I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. she, I'm pretty sure she was already married. I, I think they were in love, and she was married to somebody who went went to war, and then she. Then they they fell in love with each other because she was like an everyday priest, like, like everyday church girl, and he's a little so, he's a he's a, he's a cool yeah. he's a cool priest, and they, and then they fell in love, got it on, and then he comes back from war, and they just don't say anything because like he 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 came back messed up from war basically, and she's like she's like I couldn't I couldn't kill him like I couldn't hurt him coming from war twice you know, and then but like as soon as it she said it, you go back to like the first episode or second episode whatever where Sarah's like talking to her girlfriend looking at the priest being like yeah he always like my old monsignor always looked at me like that like he knew like he knew but then he realized he's really staring at her because it's his daughter and he's just like staring and admiring his daughter growing up you know what I mean from afar yeah so again some some kind of callbacks to the rest of this okay so then it's, all, it's well written they really tie everything together I agree exactly and and uh, we're about to see some of the uh, the the things that James picked out previously are about to come to fruition. Here we go. <laughs> so, so, uh, 
uh, okay, so Pruitt confesses that he brought the angel to the island from the Holy Land, if you guys remember all that way back, to rejuvenate Mildred, right, who was actually his, his love, his lost love, so that the two of them could have a second chance to be together. Meanwhile, the few remaining unturned townspeople on Crockett Island set fire to the boats to prevent the turned churchgoers from leaving the island and spreading their contagion to the mainland. So those are the heroes here. They're like, okay, screw it. We're going to, like, they, they sent the boats out. We're going to burn them all, and they can't leave. They're stuck here, right? That, so brilliant plan strategically. I want them on my team. Very good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Bev leads the turn to churchgoers on a crusade across the island, killing anyone they can find. So now we're, we, we go from straight, like, horrific zombie movie to, like, like brown shirts. The purge door to door they're exactly like like knocking on doors and if people won't answer they're kicking in doors and dragging them out to kill them and drink their blood <laughs> it turns into a yeah yeah exactly uh, old testament biblical uh want to elaborate on that real quick like uh like the angel of death coming door to door and taking taking out taking people out of the houses and uh and killing them you know like so again, the angels that they talk about in the Bible aren't necessarily the ones that they paint on the on the walls of the chapels. You know, like they're they do some scary stuff. They 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 lay cities to 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 waste. At one, at one point, when when Erin and Riley are talking, she uh, is talking about her mother and how her mother was like a real piece of shit, and how she would like stitch pillows and stuff, and how like the the, the, like the Bible verse that she used on the pillow. Rather than being like a cute, a cute Bible passage, she used like a Lamentations or like some kind of quote from Revelation about how, the, like how God's going to destroy Jerusalem. You know what I mean, like some kind of crazy like, like disaster setting. But it just it, it's foreshadowing to the idea that like this angel of death here is coming to destroy this this island. You know, like and Bev is Bev is working in God's army for the angel of death, trying to, you know. Burn it all down. Burn it all down. Burn it all down. Uh, if Bev goes off this episode, she she is a monster, but like the actress is crushing it. She's like the way she's telling, she's reading these these Bible these Bible passages. Like she is absolutely crushing it. The actress. Yeah, uh, the the character is brilliant, and the actress is also brilliant, bringing that character to life. It is uh, she's she's one of the highlights. She's the one that kind of gives you that gives you the willies. You know how you always have that church lady that's just like, yeah. ooh, God, I get the willies. You know, she's always like staring through you and like judgmental, yeah. and, like trying to give you the Bible verse to tell you exactly. why you're the, the 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 evil, the devil. It's you. It's your problem. She's like that, right? Yeah. But she doesn't say a lot. She's great at twisting great. it and yeah, using exactly. those Bible quotes to fit the thing, and she's got that steely look. Yeah, so I'll give That's a shout I mean. to the actress is called Samantha Sloyan. That's her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, and like the way, the, the way they like she she's around the uh, mechanic guy, whatever whatever his name is, and he's he's like so much bigger, and the mayor's like so much taller, and she's wearing like the kind of like the nun outfit, and she's like so small, but she's literally using the Bible as like swords, and she's just slicing people, like especially in the last episode, she just like. The way she's saying them, it's just like a scary, apocalyptic preacher type, type like cadence and stuff. And she's just like whipping them out. And it's like the writing of it. It's like it's like they wrote the show, like they wrote the narrative based around like these horrifying stuff that's actually in the Bible, as for, just for her to explain it away by using these horrifying passages. I mean, it was really like 
It was a wild, oh, yeah. wild show. She's like a samurai with that stuff, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty nuts. So as they're going door to door, murdering people, like literally murdering people. Like I said, we go from zombie movie to like the Nazis, door to door biblical slaughtering people. Uh, let's see uh, where are we at. Uh, da, da. Uh, Bev orders her followers. Uh, okay, Pruitt, horrified by the violence. Pruitt, of course, is the the father, Father Paul, uh, horrified by the violence, denounces Bev, and she in turn denounces him as a false prophet. Oh, Bev <laughs> orders her followers to burn down everything on the church island except for the church and the town rec center which she intends to use as a shelter for the turn churchgoers during the day, of course, because they're vampires now and they'll burn in the sunlight. So they need some sort of a right place to uh, have their coffin and have their cake and eat it too, as it were. Uh, so so uh, unfortunately, uh, well, uh, which we're going to get to in a bit, uh, Aaron repeatedly, uh, okay, wait, da, 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 okay. Okay, so uh, Sheriff Hassan, Sarah, and Aaron attempt to burn down the church and the rec center, which are the final two buildings on the entire island, because Bev has gone scorched earth and burned everything else down. So they, they're, they, again, they're smart. They've burned down not just the boats now to keep them on the island and confined, but then they're also going back to risk themselves when they could possibly hide or try and get away to burn down the final two buildings, the church itself and the rec center, where these vampires will hide. Okay, then, then Sturge shoots Sarah. Uh, wait, uh, help me with this. Sturge is, he's the guy that's, who's Sturge? <laughs> uh, the mechanic guy. Yeah, 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 yeah the, mecha- yeah, the mechanic guy. Shoots Sarah. Bev mortally wounds Hassan, who's the sheriff. Uh, she shoots him. She takes the rifle, shoots him. And the angel attacks Aaron. So the angel makes its return. It flies back into this shit's burning down everywhere. There's like zombie sort sort of situations. They're now going door to door. There's blood everywhere. It's crazy. Now the angel comes back and attacks Aaron. And Aaron, of course, is the strong one. She went back when she could have ran. She she was the one who had the option to run, and she went back to warn all them. And all of this is on her now. So uh, let's see. I'll, I'll leave that part out. Many of the churchgoers are appalled at what they have done to the town and abandoned Bev's cause. So we have this split. Ali burns down the rec center, who Ali's taken the blood now and is actually a vampire, but he turns back to his father, leaving no shelter for the turned churchgoers, while Pruitt and Mildred burn down the church after their father's death. Okay, well, now there's this, there's this one moment. Now back to that moment. This monster attacks Aaron. And it almost seems like she baited this. Like she knew, right? Like she was there for. Oh, wait a minute. Stop it, Mike. You got to do a little flashback. You got to do a flashback because there's, uh, there's the, the daughter who can walk again. You got to do a little flashback. Uh, they they caught that little thing feeding, that angel feeding on something, right? The, the little girl, the girl who was able to walk again. And I think the, 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 the sheriff's son, I think, was there, wasn't it? Uh, it's caught this angel feeding and they tried to shoot it with right was right. saying no no it's good but they tried to shoot it and it didn't really feel a lot did it yeah yeah that's it right that's bothered right. like yeah no, so i just dropped that in there no, no, no it's good it's, it's good it's good go ahead sorry sorry Derek. it stumbled into like they were they like stumbled into the house where that angel had killed the drug dealer or whatever had like snatched up the drug dealer in the, in the, in the, in the first killing we see in the show kind of from the angel or vampire or and whatever. Joe as well I think found the bodies yeah yeah so, it, 
yeah, so they go in the house and they see all like they see the carcasses and the people and everything, and that's yeah, that's when they, that's when they see him feeding again, just full grasp, full wings all around, like completely just super hyper focused, and then they try, they take a couple shots at it, and it basically just brushes it off like these bullets aren't going to do anything to me, and that's when we get Aaron seeing the, the same thing happening. Yeah, like almost like she knew that, like she had a feeling, right? Like it's it's like yeah. that whole thing. So so again, this thing when it's feeding, it doesn't divert. It's hyper focused it's going to feed and that's that you can't it's like it's kind of like when you wake up somebody cranky right they kind of like just like wave their arm at you like get away from me i'm busy sleeping right yeah. it was kind of like that but he was feeding blood so this thing comes at aaron again everything's burning down shit's hitting the fan there's the final two buildings like this whole thing is culminating in basically everybody's dead. Like if these two final buildings burn down, the sun's about to come up and everybody who is either a vampire has been eaten and drank the blood of, or they're about to be dragged <laughs> by the sun because there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. yeah I think, I, I think like first, for a second, we, we got the vibe that like, maybe we're going to get like warring vampire factions. Like kind of the father was kind of like kind of breaking off and he was going to go with, with, um, with the, like that, the mother one, and then like, gonna kind of like rally the good people who had already drank the blood, but like we're we're gonna we're gonna like reject the the feeding on people versus like Bev's clan or whatever. But then because Sarah gets shot, uh, father's like he tries to go and save her and like turn her into a vampire so so she can live forever. And she goes, no, 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 screw that. I'm not gonna lose my soul. I'm not gonna become a vampire. And then because his family is really like the whole motivation, his heck we learn is like the whole reason he brings the angel back to, to the Island is just for, for that woman. Like the family is most important. So once his daughter dies, he's he freaks out and he, he lights the church on fire. I'm pretty sure. Right. And that's kind of when most of the, most of those other characters kind of like you're saying, everyone's, everyone's either a vampire or, or dead at this point. I think that was the moment where Father Paul's it says to everyone, "I've made a mistake. This was a mistake. I shouldn't have done this." Yeah. You know, and that causes the split. And it and it turns out it's the sheriff. I mean, that that uh, Beverly Keen, she's a she's very she likes to torture people. She's very cruel, and she shot the uh, the sheriff, the Muslim sheriff. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. And his son was holding a zipper lighter. It was lit, and then and uh, you know and the heroes that have been going around and. They're setting the boats on fire so they can't um they don't be able to escape and, and spread the vampires well these they've been sneakily sneaking around the back same fires of these last remaining buildings uh, sorry putting petrol in there so the, the muslim kid has got the zipper right there he's getting into christianity he's got the choice and so of course you know she's trying to encourage him to choose christianity do you know what i mean but he's like no screw this man he's seen it's not right and he's looking at his dad he's like yeah screw it so he throws that zippo in and just sets the last remaining buildings on on fire they got zippos in the uk <laughs> just check just check you said you threw the zippo in you got zippos in the uk zippo, yeah man yeah reliable they come with a lifetime warranty i was about to say lifetime warranty bro <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah, they do. I didn't get a zippo. I never had one before. Yeah, they took it. The hinges are amazing. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't have a lighter, guys, we're not sponsored by Zippo, but get a Zippo. All right. (laughs) Here we go. Zippo, if you're listening, 
Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, Zippo. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're interested. We're, yeah, yeah. We're 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 small time here, but uh, but we're looking we're, we're looking to go pro. All right. So uh, so the now now the shit's burning down, right? It's crazy now. Now again, now Erin seems like she's there, kind of standing off in the middle of nowhere, right? It seems like like she could be burning shit down. She could be throwing gas on stuff, and she already did that. But it seems like she's out there in the middle, sort of baiting this moment. And so this creature, the, the demon, the angel, whatever the hell this thing is, the vampire flies in and she's like the only one who hasn't really been afflicted, right? The, 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 uh, the, the sheriff has been shot. Uh, most everybody around him are dead or vampires. And so she's kind of like one of the only like fresh bloods left. And this thing zips in and hits her, knocks her down and starts feeding, starts just drinking her blood like crazy. And previously, uh, before they were about to escape and get their plan to burn everything down, they were handing out little knives from the kitchen, just in case, <laughs> just in case, right? Yeah. And they said, uh, they're like, what are these going to do? And they're like, buy us seconds or minutes. You never know, right? So anybody want to finish this out with uh, exactly what happens here? <laughs> well, I mean, I stuck up. Yeah. So she, she, we see her, the vampire just really diving into her neck. He's like feeding on the blood. Like the thirst is all this. He's thinking about it's the same as before. And then all of a sudden we see her, like her pan go down to her waist, whatever. She pulls the knife out and starts to put, cut these holes into his wings. And like, all we see is like the wings and just to, to kind of poke through this like rubbery. It's weird. It's weird. Like it's clearly this like latexy, like monster suit. But the way that, the latex like bends to the knife and like has to get gets cut gets cut through with the knife just works for the show it's so creepy and just so weird so she just like starts slicing these holes all throughout both of the wings and like the he starts to notice and like turn his head and she keeps like pushing his head back towards her neck and it's like almost this weird like gross like sexual connotation to it and it's it's a creepy scene really creepy but she, basically she pokes a bunch of holes in this in this vampires wings and we'll see what happens with that yeah chops him up and so again right chops him up. remember that he's not like he once he's focused which we learned previously which again is a nice kind of callback it was it was just 10 minutes prior or whatever when they shot him he wouldn't stop feeding even if he got shot so yeah. it's almost like she knew or at least had a hunch and so she's chopping up his wings while he's just devouring her so yeah. so that that goes down all right let's see uh let's see where we go uh, let's see. So as Dawn approaches the remorseful townspeople led by Ed and Annie Flynn, which is Riley's parents, by the way, uh, gather to be immolated by the rising sun. Ali and Hassan reconcile and perform one last salah uh, prayer with Hassan finally succumbing to his wounds mid prayer. Pruitt and Mildred hold hands on, to watch the sunrise while Bev desperately attempts to dig a hole on the beach for shelter now uh, a real uh, before we finish this up in in wrap this thing now yeah. n notably the uh riley's parents very much like uh like uh like james picked out earlier said it's not yeah. it's not a normal thing when you get vampires kind of uh, in in any kind of stories or history whatever kind of issue the first feeding and choose to die instead and interestingly, we have this moment where uh, his parents reunite, 
All right. Uh, actually, before we get there, you guys want to do the, the, the Bev is a bad person. Somebody want to do that real quick. I think it's probably important to this. <laughs> the, remember that? Anybody remember that? All right. So, so uh, just real quick. So they were, when they were getting together, handing out the knives before they got the plan and so Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 The, um, the, the mother, like, so the they're mother. having the confrontation and Riley's, and Riley's mother. mother. Yeah. She's um, like, they're like, we're going to go yeah, grab the boats. They handed out knives Aaron's like, Bev's knocking at the door and saying, we know you're in there. Come out. Aaron volunteers and says, I'll go. I'll buy us the time. And Riley's mother says, no, I've got this. And she sends them away. And what is what happens here? This, this is a, a nice final foreshadowing as we finish this sucker up. Go ahead, man. Yeah, she just being like, you're, you're, you're not better than everyone else. You're not like God doesn't like you. God doesn't love you and, and hate everyone. You can't, you can't choose to save he's not choosing to save some people and choosing to, to, to kill everybody else like you're not you're not better than everybody and then the, like the mother really is awesome she's like one of my favorite characters in the show she's like so nice and like as she gets younger she gets cuter and cuter and like she's a she's a she's a great job you know? and then she steps on she's she um stabs a neck into her throat and kills herself and then she wakes up as a vampire or whatever which i don't really understand what the purpose was of that like why not just like, like attack bear find the time and, and kind of putting her in a place in a really really sweet way rather than putting people down with bible quotes in a stern way it was like her, her opposite and it like i mean like why stab herself in the neck though yeah like and it was, i don't know that maybe it was like to but to be shocking and to buy time and so she wouldn't expect it like say what else can you do sort of thing yeah kind of like maybe. a final f you but it but it's a fantastic scene so she volunteers to go out and buy them time to escape and burn the boats it's riley's mother now remember riley didn't feed he chose to die instead his mother does the same similar sort of sacrifice by doing exactly this and it, it yeah. is one of the best scenes she walks out there and she tells bev bev you are not a good person and bev says well that was uncalled for <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as everything's burning down vampires zombie <laughs> shit like dead people everywhere door to door massacres yeah it was it was pretty yeah. nice, right well that's not nice after, <laughs> after she just immediately shamed the crap out of this guy who hadn't been coming to church and don't know what the hell was going on and, and it's terrified because he thinks she's just eating his family and they're like well you're just oh yeah that was crazy yeah yeah. She just really lays into it, and then immediately she's saying, well, that's not a very nice thing to say. <laughs> yeah. You think, you're just the meanest person ever, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but that scene you're talking about was crazy when uh, that one guy, he, he was he was in like the earlier scene where they were protesting um, bringing the Bible into school. He was like one of the ones who was on the side of the sheriff. And he comes out, and he's like covered in blood and stuff, and he's freaking out. He's like, what the hell's going on? What the hell's going on? And he's like, I didn't go to church at all. Like, I, I, ne- I never like drank, the, drank this blood and stuff. And I guess he was like killed, but then like fed the blood from from the mechanic guy to like keep him mm-hmm. to like bring, to bring him back to life. And it was like he like kind of like this for, to, so from that guy's perspective, he was like saving him, but he was really cursing him with this vampire illness because immediately he gets the hunger and goes and kills his whole family and he's like tortured he's like what the hell's going on i was just murdered and then i woke up and i killed my whole family and what yeah, the hell's happened the islands on fire yeah yeah and then when someone explains to him uh, he says yeah he's, uh, he was always nice to me and she's like well you're not allowed you're not allowed you're not allowed yeah. in the church you know he's like, oh, you're just gonna have to burn up outside you know deal with it kind of thing it's like she's just the arbitrator she's like she's just took over the court sort of thing you know 
She's the, she, she represents um, the dogma in religion. You know what I mean, like mm-hmm. Parla Pruitt represented at least at aspects, mm-hmm. aspects, like trying to find like the good stuff to get you through the day type type of parts of religion. And Bed represents mm-hmm. like all the shitty parts that like there's everything wrong with religion, basically. Yeah, like the, the dogma. And and at the end, she she was just relishing in the fact that she was able to to to, to pick lots right she wanted to exactly decide. exactly she was the one who wanted oh, to yeah decide. i never saw you in church so you die you burn in the sun right like that's <laughs> what she and she was loving it she was she thought she was god dealing out judgment right because she knew better and uh again a lot a lot of religious connotations a lot of like pretty beautiful um uh, what would you call it? Uh, like metaphors, allegory, and yeah. just the way it kind of wraps up is that uh, you know there's, I guess any, I guess in in the end, right? We're going to get to how this finishes, but like the morals here are that you know you take an institution and it could go, it could go north or it could go south, right? It kind of just depends, and you could be you know you could you could be benevolent with the Bible or you can be just a hateful bastard with the Bible. It just, you know, like it, it's not necessarily what it is. It's right. How you approach it. It's how you, uh, right. Like how you try and help people or not, or, uh, you know, yeah. anyway, I said that, point, oh, right. but, but yeah, no, 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 exactly. And, uh, Riley's dad went like the last part, like the last time we see the, the parents, I think is like when he's explaining to, to the mother, like, yeah, I, I want to feed, like, I'm really, really hungry, but I haven't eaten anybody. And she's like, no, no, me either, me either. And he's like, they make it like when I saw them all transforming and killing each other in the church. Like I thought, I thought you had no choice. I thought it was just you become immediately this monster and it's mindless. But he's like, no, no, you can fight it. And it's like, so one of the takeaways is like, don't completely give away yourself. Like don't, don't like let something take you over like that. Like, like I don't know. Every time, every time, anybody kind of like let go and let God or like. I don't know. They put themselves, they, they got their, the blood sucked from them or they, they killed somebody or something. I don't know. Like, don't like, don't follow the herd. Don't follow yeah, the don't herd. Follow the herd exactly. Blindlessly. Yeah, yeah. Blindlessly. Lose your humanity. Yeah. Hold your yeah, integrity. Yeah, yeah. Hold, hold the line. Hold, hold your the integrity. Line. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do, like trust your intuition. If, if you see a monster and your intuition tells you to get the hell out of there, that's probably the best idea. You know, run, run away from it. And oh, what's your gut saying? Yeah. And there's your allegory, by the way. A monster doesn't have to be a monster. A monster can be a person. So uh, exactly. there you go. there's your slam dunk. Okay, so then as this finishes, right? So again, right, with the foreshadowing, Riley didn't eat. He decided as a vampire he was going to give information instead, uh, send notes to his loved ones and die. His, his, his parents did the same thing. They didn't feed. There was a moral fiber to them where they decided not to follow that crowd and that uh, the, the, the rest of the madness here. Okay, so as it finishes then, so Aaron's getting chewed up by this uh, monster that's uh, now just drinking her blood like crazy. She's trimming up its... And that it's, and, that, sorry, it's like, and, and that it's not easy. That the easiest thing to do is just to let this demon take your guilt away and just give in to this overwhelming thirst. And like, to the AA thing, like they were dealing with, with addiction and stuff. Yeah, like, if you're an addict, you're never going to wake up and not crave the thing that you're addicted to. It's hard. But, like, you have the power, not some demon angel monster that's going to give you the power. You know what I mean? Like, it's on you. It's inside you. It may be hard, but, like, that's what it's all about. Like, put in the work and do the right thing. Don't, like, 
press the demon angel to tell you the right way, the right thing to do. You know, right? right Sorry, exactly. that's it. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, you want to finish this up, Rohan? Anything else that we got to add here? That as as this wraps down to the the final the final hour. Yes. Yeah, so as a, I mean, uh, so uh, so Riley Flynn then, who, who who burns up in the boat initial letter, let his love know. Okay, he's got a little brother, hasn't he? And he he escapes with that leader who can now walk again. And they're they off to get to the boats, aren't they? They got some rowboats. They're off to try and get off the island, aren't they? And um, and so while all the all hell's breaking loose and everyone knows they're going to die, they're just hoping that they're going to make it to the boats and then so oh, we'll never know so they just decide oh let's just hope that they do and they do don't they we see them watching the fires from the from the rowboats so it seems as if we never get to find out but it looks like they got away do you know what i mean so there's a little bit of a happy ending bit there yeah, right exactly and so uh basically everything's a wrap we have uh the the you know the uh, father pruitt and uh his his uh his second chance at life is squandered, even though he came back to, to maybe get a second chance with his love and his daughter. It's all messed up. Everything is on fire. There's nowhere for them to sleep. Everybody's going to be burned in sunup in just several minutes. It's on the way. You can see like the, the, the brightness of the sun kind of rising from the east. And uh, then this monster realizes, oh, shit. <laughs> Right, like looks around as he's feeding, which of course, again, Aaron continues to put his mouth back on her neck to keep him enthralled. Because every set, remember, again, foreshadowing when they handed out the knives, they said precious seconds, right? Minutes, even seconds, <laughs> may count. And so it did, because of course, well, this monster realizes far too late, holy shit. The sun's coming up and there's nowhere for me to take shelter because everything is on fire on this entire island. All the boats are on fire. All the buildings are on fire. And so he takes off. And so we see him trying to fly away with broken wings. Is that a biblical thing or is that a song? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, God, you think. yeah. <laughs> take these broken wings. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, again, Lisa and uh riley's little brother i can't remember his name are sitting in the boat watching everything burn and they see this monster flying away but struggling to fly struggling yeah. because he's got broken wings yeah yeah there you go robert says, Some mr mr broken wings <laughs> we bunch of holes in it and the the, the, the gauge in it lord they're like no he's not going to be able to outrun the uh the sunrise do you know what i mean the calculator's like looking because they're about to do the rowboats and you know fishermen's and that and they're like no that's 30 miles he's got to make yeah, 30 miles. miles and like yeah. nah nah not doing it no but it's still it's still up in the air like this there's an ash or whatever that we see but is that the ash from from the bodies on the beach or is that supposed to be the ash from the vampire that's flying to the sky you mean like did he is there a chance that he made it like yeah i, I to think another land? Just, i think it was just symbolic right kind of the ash like ashes to ashes dust to dust sort of thing so they're sitting in the rowboat and the ash starts raining on them because the whole the whole damn island's on fire but the monster flew in a different direction i, I think it's intentionally ambiguous right was that the, okay, ash okay, from okay. the monster well, it depends on how much money this series made. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And and these kids, uh, Lisa and and the boyfriend, uh, have technically the blood in them still. Like, so if the demon is if the demon dies, does that no longer? If somebody was to shoot them, like Bev was never bitten by a vampire. Bev was shot, and because she had the blood in her, she just woke up 
as a vampire or as whatever, as an immortal who has to drink blood. So if somebody was to shoot Lisa and that kid, same thing would happen to them because Lisa was drinking more blood than anyone. She was one of the everyday people and the kid was an altar boy. He was there every Sunday for sure. Yeah. So is this now a way to spread it to the mainland? I mean, they lived there on the mainland um, and possibly also the angel demon thing. Like, for the sequel oh, so, so it's almost like there's a water band for there's a version of the phage let's call it in them like this uh, this the illness this virus thing that's not quite enough to to turn them over into a vampire but it could still go out there and get into other people it could carry the vampiric germ still yeah 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 and then somebody somebody else has got uh, maybe yeah some of some yeah it's a set of possibilities yeah, notably too. Uh, well, if they die, if they if they die, they come back having to feed on blood right away, right? Like if if somebody was to shoot them, like they saw, like they shot Bev, they would wake up bloodthirsty, right? True, uh, because because I think that was the catalyst. It's like the the miracle uh, is the, that resurrection. It turns them into that vampire yeah. because there's no choice at that point. They have to come. There's no choice exactly. And the, the cure is the cure. So I think, though, uh, also, she's sitting there in the boat with Warren's the guy's name. I checked it out. That's Riley's little brother. And she says to him, as this ash is coming down, I can't feel my legs. So it's like, <clears throat> remember? So- that made me think, that's, that's what it was. So that made me think that the ash was the vampire and that yeah. the vampire died. So everything good that came out of these miracles that had a catch that were, were not actually good, they were to serve his darker agenda yeah. were reversed because he died. Exactly. I missed that bit uh, saying with the legs, uh, being able to not feel the legs anymore, so the legs don't move. I missed yeah. that bit. So that, that makes you then wonder if it's a miracle then, if it's maybe it is an angel then. Is that a miracle net vampire? Maybe no, it's actually an angel and it's the miracles, like I say, are gone because he's gone, so the magic's gone, so the manifestation is gone. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So we've been. Well, that's that's the end. There's a couple couple loose ends we got to get to. But uh, James, <laughs> James, you've been awfully quiet listening. What's up, buddy? <laughs> go, go right ahead. Buddy. Well, I just want to say I've heard in different stories here and there uh, stories about after these vampires disintegrate over time, they can rebuild. <laughs> You st- so, to stick a stick a, I don't know. a a stake in their heart, don't you? Even then, it's it, it's like that's why they're that's part of why they're called immortal. Ah uh, yes, ah uh, yes. Uh, there's there's some other ways. We'll we'll uh, at the end here. We'll we'll throw our theories about uh, about why they may have a season two. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, what are your other thoughts, man? Uh, we we covered tons of stuff there in that last episode. <laughs> I do think that this telling that the, the girl, she can't feel her legs again, does make me think that she and, and maybe the, the, the Warren, maybe that they're okay and there's nothing. Yeah, they're cured. Yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah, it makes me think that they're probably normal now again. Yeah, same, same. Um, would The only thing I can think of also is if there were any kind of... Um, Basements, underground parts of that island, uh-huh. where anyone could have gotten to. I don't know if they showed everyone 
ending or not, but yeah, nothing like one. that that we saw. Nothing that we saw okay. for sure, for sure. sure. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's really about it. I mean, that's that sounds amazing. That's um, that's some really good writing about the whole thing. Yeah, if you get the time, I encourage you uh, to listen to it. I, I know, uh, give your eyes a rest. Just give it a listen, man. There's some there's some really brilliant scenes as we wrap yeah. this up. Um, so, so a couple couple things before we get to the final final end scene here with uh, the conversation. We go back to the conversation here uh, with Aaron and Riley. But but there's a couple notable things. One in that not only what were um, Riley's parents pure meaning that even though they became damned, as it were, with the blood of the vampire or the demon or whatever this thing was, they still didn't feed. They chose not to. They chose to be righteous instead and not take life. Also, by the way, so did Ali, who was the son of the sheriff, right? And so, it, it, again, once again, it kind of it wraps all that back around to you don't have to follow the herd mentality sort of thing. But then there's the final scene with Bev, and she's on the beach, everybody's it's all burned down and there's nowhere to go and there's no boats and that the, the demon is flown off vampire whatever this thing is and she's sitting there on the beach watching the muslims yeah. pray together and she's still just like with hate in her heart just just viewing them and just right but then fear overtakes her because she understands what's coming the sun is coming up and what does she do right as the entire town is together in the town square singing a hymn Right, they're singing a religious song, basically praising God for what they have. Right, Bev is on the beach by herself, staring at a rising sun, digging frantically into the beach itself to try and save what precious moments she has left. Right, you see the, the digging was so good. But yeah. The digging was a great touch. Like, yeah. Yeah, so so you know, there's like the the other folks have uh, come together and realized that hey, we made a mistake and we're going to just go out the best way we can. And Bev is the exact with grace, opposite. with grace. There it is. There's the term with grace. And Bev's the exact opposite, right? Anybody want to add to that? <laughs> yeah, because like they, yeah, they yeah, all she's she's goes straight to the darkness, isn't she? She's frantically trying to get in back into the darkness, into the shadows, which is kind of where metaphorically like, she kind of works. She's like a behind the scenes kind of creepy meanie person isn't she sly yeah. you know so trying to sliver away yeah. and they and they they all truly had faith like all these like sheep whatever all the ones who were who were duped into into killing themselves and drinking the blood and like, these this this sheep that were herded they mm. they believed they had faith and she's the one who was wrangling them and was hurting them and spitting all this, this venom coming out of the bible but when, when the ships were down and the sun was coming up and she's like, they all, they all thought, okay, I'm going to die, but I'm going to heaven now. Like I'm, it's yeah. over, this life's over, but we're going to the other side that we spent our whole life preparing for. She had that moment, she was about to die and she goes, oh shit, I don't think I believe I got to dig a hole and get out of this. I mean, like, oh shit, she, 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 she was faced with that, that moment of like, this is what, this is what it's all about. Like you're going to go see the creator and she like. I mean, either that or it's nothing and, and try to survive. And she's like, oh, yeah, oh, I suppose shit. it's a bit like she was realizing, yeah, I am a bad person. Plus, if in the earlier episodes, there was mention of uh, the uh, Joe. Uh, John was after his first AA meeting, he's feeling good. He was joking about her saying, oh, yes, yeah, she's uh, mentioning her in, in embezzlement and stuff. It's yeah. like, she's yeah. a bit, a bit crazy. 
kid, you know, so it's like she's getting to face it, all that preaching. She's got to, well, if she comes to face the creator, she don't want to do it because yeah. uh, she's guilty. Or, or, she just, or she just doesn't believe. She, she doesn't have faith that that it is it is better that she that like she, they all thought that there was some kind of prize at the other side like whether she i'm not sure if she thinks that she's going to hell it's just like she she's is she i don't know if she necessarily believes that there is an afterlife like that she doesn't have the faith to die like that that, that the rest of them can do like she has doubt but yeah. she's the one who who was shaming everyone who had doubt you know what i mean like to the point of causing them to all turn into monsters. Yeah. Right. Because it wasn't about that for her. It was about having an elevated power and judging yeah. people. Exactly. It wasn't about any of those things. She knew the scripture better than anybody else, but she understood it the least. And that's what the, all this was about. Um, very, very good stuff. Um, exactly. So, exactly. Right. Uh, that's, that's totally like, and, and it's so, it's it, so typical it. too. Yeah. It's so typical. It's just like, you know, like it, it it's like in the end, she didn't believe in forgiveness she didn't believe it was there for her because she didn't have it in her own heart. Right. And I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was terrified because she, she knew she didn't have it, even though she said all the right words, she didn't do all the right actions and she was not prepared, not prepared. Um, and then, so, okay. So a couple, uh, again, uh, we did the Ali thing and the, them standing up and the, the Muslim faith and that whole bit. Right. Uh, I, I kind of like that at the end, how he, you know, Ali stood up and was like, even though he made mistakes, he basically, he was just like, uh, Riley and Riley's parents. He, 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 he understood the mistakes and decided to stand by his father. I love that touch. Um, uh, what else I think, uh, is there anything else? Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the final conversation, the final yeah. conversation, which is amazing, which is as good as this was, this final bit may take the taco. This, this, this was an incredible final conversation. It's a wild, wild speech that she gives. Yeah. And it ties, it ties in pretty nicely to tonight's troubled minds too. Uh, to a ton of stuff we do on troubled minds. I was listening to this with eyes wide open, like, Oh shit. We yeah. talk about this stuff all the time. Uh, yeah. who, who wants to tackle this? Why don't, you, why don't the two of you tackle this? Cause I got to go tinkle. Cause I've been standing here for okay. a long time, but you guys start this. I'll be right back. And then we want your thoughts on this as well, James. Get it, guys. <clears throat> I have the I have right. the uh, the speech right here. If you want me to just like kind of kind of read, oh, read it off. Perfect. I got, I got it. Perfect. Oh, great. Okay. Um. So during during the earlier in the speech, like episode four or whatever, there, there was a huge scene um, about Aaron and Riley like ex- explaining to each other what they think happens when you die, and like he he explains like the whole neuron thing, and like you get this big kind of DMT trip kind of the last your last perfect dream as you kind of as you kind of fizzle out to nothingness and then she mm-hmm. talked about like how like the more of a heavenly aspect and then she kind of gives as she's like dying from this mortal wound on her neck and stuff she's like the world's ending um she this is what she says kind of i think it's i think it's the beginning myself myself that's the problem that's the whole problem with the whole thing that word self that's not the word that's not right that isn't how did I forget that? When did I forget that? The body stops a cell at a time, but the brain keeps firing these neurons, these lightning, these lightning bolts, little fireworks inside, and I thought I'd disappear or feel, or feel afraid. And I don't feel any of that, none of it, because I'm too busy. I'm too busy in the moment, remembering. Of course, every, uh, I remember that. Every atom in my body was forged in a star. This matter, this body is mostly empty space after all, and solid matter is just energy vibrating very slowly um, while there is no me. There never was. The electrons in my body mingle and dance with the electrons of the ground below me and the air I'm no longer breathing. 
I remember there is no point where any of that ends and I begin. I remember I am energy, not memory, not self. My name, my personality, my choices all came after me. I was before them and I will be after. And everything else is pictures picked up along the way. Fleeting little dreamlets printed on the tissue of my dying brain. And I am the lightning that jumps between. I am the energy firing the neurons. And I'm returning. Just by remembering, I'm returning home. And it's like a drop of water falling back into the ocean, of which has always been a part. All things. A part. You, me, and my little girl, my mother, my father, everyone who's ever been, every plant, every animal, every atom, every start, every galaxy, all of it. More galaxies in the universe than grains of sand on the beach. And that's what we're talking about when we say God. The cosmos and its infinite dreams. We are the cosmos dreaming of itself. It's simply a dream that I think is my life every time. But I'll forget this time. I always do. I always forget my dreams. But now in this split second, in the moment I remember, the instance I remember, I comprehend everything at once. There is no time. There is no death. Life is a dream. It's a wish. Made again and again and again and again and again and again into eternity. And I'm all of it. I'm everything. I am all. I am that I am. Pretty crazy. Pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, pretty. It's, stuff. it's that consciousness stuff, isn't it? It's that, about it all um, the time. That, like, yeah, that, that we talk about this stuff all the time. It, there's so many things that tie together and it links you in. In fact, that really triggers me to remind me of uh, William Blake, the, the auguries of perception. It reminds me of that in, infinity in, in your hand, in the sort of thing. That little quote yeah. returns for Kenny's to It's like, yeah, infinity in a grain of sand, isn't it? Sort of thing. The fractals, man. You're the universe experiencing itself. Yeah. A, a, drop, a drop of water in the ocean that, that was never separate from it. You know I mean? Which I was like, some reason when she said that, it made me think like, like a, drop in the, a drop in a bucket or whatever, a drop in the ocean. That always made me like in my mind. I imagine, I would just imagine a drop of water falling back into the ocean. But like when she said it, it just like it clicked. That, like it's a drop of water that is still in the ocean, but it just forgets that it's the ocean and just thinks it's a drop, you know. And just that separation goes away, you know. And it just it realizes, you know. It's a great speech. Really good stuff. It was pretty wild. I I thought the last you know five six seven eight minutes when that was going down, I thought we had literally transitioned into a troubled minds episode. <laughs> I know, I know. Right? Yeah. I, I was like, oh my god, like what is going on here? Like me too. Minds, right? There, it, it's a it's a lot, right? It, it's this, it's 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 all the same stuff, and and it's a you know I think there's a they did a lot right. It's a monster movie, you know, seven episodes, the whole deal. Uh, you know, we got blood and fire and brimstone, and the whole bit. We got the demons and the monsters, but we got some beautiful too. There were some you know, some amazing thoughts, some people doing the right thing, and then again that speech at the end, that that just transcendence of. Right, where, where do we go? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it, it was it was pretty gorgeous. If you guys haven't seen it, it's worth watching. Even if you're not like into bloody monster movie type stuff, it wasn't that bad, like gore wise. But it's worth it for that final moment because yeah. it, uh, it definitely. I hate gore myself. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big gore guy, and I can I can handle this. There's something. There's blood. I mean, they're vampires. They're drinking blood, but it's not. It's not a. Uh, like it's not soft. Yeah, it's not. It's not bad. Gratuitous is detail and it's not like you know, it's not drawing it out and trying to make it really bad. Exactly, exactly, yeah. 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 So uh anything to add to that, uh Rohan, before we go to James and wrap this sucker up? No, no, go straight to James. No, go ahead. Hmm. That's an amazing speech at the end there. I, d I totally agree <clears throat> with that. 
Um, and I like that. I like that it went to all those places. Because it seems like not a ton of shows do. Seems like that's a rare thing overall. Um, and yeah, I, I also like in a way, and even though it's sad, I kind of like that it wasn't your stereotypical hero comes and saves the day and then they all live happily after. Yes, yes, yes. I, I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know if I've, just, if I've just gone through too many stories or what, but <laughs> yeah. that kind of story to me doesn't feel as interesting or as realistic in a way. Um, is something where things things change more than they really everything is happily ever after yeah so but I do like that there's hope I'm not saying there's not hope I, I just I, I like that there's there's a mix of everything in there yeah yeah telling a story well um, so so predictions yeah, I think, yeah, sorry sorry go ahead Mark. No, 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 go ahead you got a comment on that and then we'll do at, when you're done we'll do predictions yeah. on uh, season two if it's coming okay okay yeah 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 just to say yeah yeah it's, it's to say it makes it i, I would uh, uh vote, vote with james there yeah it makes it more realistic doesn't it and i think like i said that's what real life would be there'd be a mixture of stuff happening wouldn't there you know so that's a good point yeah. yeah it's not easy it's tough like they make the, the, the main characters they all make really hard choices and everything good that comes out of like the story is painful it got there got there in a painful way and then all the characters obviously end in the in a bad place the lines have been blurred intentionally aren't they to, to make it grey areas to have an ethical dilemma kind of show you know it's telling you that the easiest path like the one that would be easiest is just to give in to that power or whatever like the guilt free drinking the blood and being evil and living forever but the right thing to do was to like maybe suffer a little bit and ignore this thirst that you have and like deal with a little bit of pain, maybe go through some, some, some anguish because it's the right thing to do. You know what I mean, and not like, yeah, I don't know. It feels, it felt right to them. Like they trusted, again, they trusted their gut and they didn't just go with, with what the establishment was telling them to do, even though they knew in their heart that it was wrong, you know? Yeah. And even, even the kids at the end, I mean, it's great that they got away, but you know that, and they're basically what they're basically orphans now. Yeah, everyone, everybody they know, they're on, yeah. on an island of 130 people or whatever, and all of them besides them are, are dead. So everything, everybody they ever met, most likely is is gone. Yeah. So the, how are they going to explain that to any authorities on the mainland? And she's paralyzed again. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, she's yeah. so. They're really traumatized as well. It's like they're kind of on their own, aren't they? It's like, say, so what they're going to say? They're going to have to, what, what do you do? Yeah. Ima- imagine. She can handle it, though. Please, she can handle it. Yeah, she, yeah she's tough. She's tough as hell. Uh, imagine that de- debrief when you're when uh, they're being interviewed after the fact. I know. <laughs> they're like, wait. Get her on the podcast. Tell that story <laughs> yeah, on the right, podcast. Exactly. Who was the vampire? 
<laughs> what happened? What did it look like? You said an angel look like what? Yeah, exactly. All right, so so we're done. That's the story, guys. Now look, this is the thing. This is a, again, we're we're calling this a Troubled Minds Roundtable. Some I don't know. We don't have a name for this yet. We're just I'm calling it Zeitgeist Discussions. Well, but we're yeah. you're invited to this uh, again. Everybody here is invited back. Uh, we're not going to lean on pe- people too much because again, I know everybody's got schedules and things. But you guys are all invited if you want to do one. We got Dune coming up. Uh, Rohan and I have talked about Stargate things like this. Uh, there's lots of things to talk about coming up in the zeitgeist and it doesn't have to be super long. It could be just a movie sort of situation or whatever. So just to let you know, that's, this is kind of a special sort of addition to Troubled Minds and uh, thank you again so much to uh, uh, Derek in Massachusetts. That's the Night Stalker. Rohan in the UK, thank you so much. James in uh, Michigan and uh, thank you guys for spending your time with us. I know, like I said, that everybody's busy and so I, I'm, I'm, I'm honored. We're blessed uh, that you guys are here tonight with us and thank you so much for spending that time uh I, I think this journey was worth it this this was one of those good stories uh like james said was very well written and uh it had a payoff at that end man that end was like boom that was fireworks yeah that was fantastic it was really great yeah, really great. Good stuff. I'm glad that uh, uh, shout out to uh, my lovely wife, Mrs. Strange, who actually turned me on to the show and said, you should probably. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Mrs. Strange. Yes, absolutely. So, so let's uh, uh, final thought, James, and then let's go to uh, uh, final thought, James, and your prediction on whether there's a sequel here and how it might play out. <coughs> well, um, it, it's I'm actually interested in listening to that series now at some point. Um, I don't have Netflix, but I may have to get it. Um, but it sounds very interesting. As far as predictions go, like I said, it comes down to the idea in certain stories that vampires can come back to life um, after they've been dissolved or whatever to, to ash or to... A lot of times it, it seems like it's dust. <coughs> Excuse me. Um... So I think that's a possibility. I think that's really the main thing, um, is whether or not that, that creature is, is actually dead or not. That's what it kind of it all hinges on, as far as a, a direct sequel. Like a- um, Unless they focus on the kids and do something with them maybe further on, where they get involved in another paranormal-type situation. Yeah, that's cool. So, so, so that's I, it for me. Okay, I have to yeah. add. So you're saying that uh, vampires are hard to kill, like Steven Seagal? <laughs> yeah, well, they can be, yeah. Okay, all right. Just making sure. <laughs> too, too easy to pass that one up. <laughs> all right. Uh, Derek or Rohan, whoever wants to go. Oh, my God. Prediction on sequel or not? Yeah, I think I it's like I well, I think it kind of, although I'm only half joking, but like, it all depends on Benjamin Franklin, doesn't it? Really, it seems to. Depends on the depends on the dollar, how much money it makes. But I, I think it's a good stuff. I think it's well written. I, in a way, I, I'm kind of hoping it, it won't be because, like, it's written for this amount of time and that's it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. It just I always get worried that it's going to be watered down and rubbish the second time. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. So I don't, I don't know. I'd like, I want to say no, and please don't. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. All right. All right, Derek. <laughs> uh, um, same. I, like, A, they're calling it a limited series, um, which is like a new streaming Netflix type thing to do, which is like to, it's to basically just taking a movie idea and stretch, like stretching it into seven or eight parts. But 
and we are getting sometimes like two season limited series and stuff but for the most part it's supposed to be just a, a one and done kind of pvc style just this is it um but with that being said it's a huge success so if they were to connect it to kind of the same universe maybe i would want to see like uh maybe a different angle somehow like maybe take the sheriff character or maybe find like a connection to like um maybe a flashback with him and what was going on at his old job or maybe and like maybe bring in some some uh muslim like scary mythology too like the way i'm sure there's got to be some kind of the same way angels can be demons in this way there's got to be facsimiles in every religion to that type of stuff which I, I'd, be, I'd be down to explore that but Great point, as far as because yeah, it looked because it looked as if it was from the, the middle east that uh, angel in the uh, oh yeah yeah because it, it, yeah. it was the, the wailing what wasn't it so um but as far as like what's going to happen um the makers of the show mike flanagan he uh, made the show in the haunting on hill house or, or of hill house which i haven't seen but it was a big big netflix thing uh like three or four years ago like pretty vile but uh they just got um they signed on to do let me say the fall of the house of usher which is an Edgar Allan poe series but like rather than just um the one short story they're doing like a bunch of different um like short stories all kind of all bunch of Edgar Allan poe sh- uh, short stories all in one so which i'm definitely down for the same kind of tone same kind of like aesthetic but yeah. Yeah, yeah. shot through Edgar Allan poe's prism like yeah. i'm down for that write it well write it well uh, so right well. here's my prediction because it was so incredibly popular. Everybody's talking about it. It's uh, uh, Squid Game is one of the, they, they're saying the best, uh, the the highest rated Netflix show ever. But Midnight Midnight Mass isn't too far behind, even in a limited series. I'm thinking they come back with a sequel at some point. And here's my prediction: our demon is back. Here's why. So as he's flying away, right? He doesn't have any options. He either burns up in the sun, or what does he do? He plunges into Butter. the depths of the ocean and mm-hmm. avoids the sunlight yes. until nighttime, and then he comes back. So we do know mm-hmm. that he had the ability to survive for a very long time without eating, possibly even breathing, because he was underground in that covered temple or cave or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Right? So if that was thousands yeah, of years without mm-hmm. food, without air, without water, probably you know, you dump plunging into the ocean for... Uh, for a you know the twelve hour till the sun goes down situation, I think is probably well within its a uh, its its wheelhouse there. And just like uh, just like uh, James said, vampires are hard to kill. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll keep dying and then coming back and then dying and coming back for twenty four hours, like twelve hours until you've got the darkness. I like that. And then maybe because I was wondering, maybe if you get if he's been there for ages. He's going to be really hungry and parched. You think if this angel keeps eating over time, he might start looking more and more human. Do you know what I mean? Ah, I mean, and and there's, there's, if they really want to, like, there's, A, A, I can picture, like, him kind of, like, suffering, kind of, like, trying to stay alive all in the water and kind of, like, feeding on fish while fish are feeding on him and kind of, like, his blood getting into the food supply somehow, like the, uh, into the into the fish supply maybe like oh, getting this vampire in, into in, into the city but like also he's not the only angel in heaven if he's at this that's really where he's from i can see some other some other uh that's gabriel some kind of michael character coming down and 
and helping him out and going to uh, take revenge on uh, on something. You know what I mean? Midnight Mass 2, Midnight Angel's Mass Revenge. Two, like, Angel's something like revenge. That. Think about that. Or, or they might have some divine mission and it's come to come and help complete this thing and start doing weird stuff and people don't know what it's about because they've got something to do. Mm. Or, or I'd rather like stay on the island, flashback 50 years and just hit me with another paranormal story. Don't Don't make it biblical. Tell me about some other like I think this one of the first things when all those cats died they told us that there was also the the uh, like the birds that died the the starlings and then also the the, the um, dolphins that washed up too so like those are before before the vampire came and the dolphins also had gashes on their neck so is this not the first monster to pop up on this island and I would, I would watch that that story yeah, maybe yeah. one is still there somewhere and then you get the and then you get the same actor and you just play him. On his, at his actual age, so flashback fifty years, and he's a thirty-year-old again. Still, same actor. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, um, I, I, I love the ideas. Uh, and again, thanks you guys for spending all your time with us. Uh, it's been a, it's been a, one of those days, right? One of them long mar- Monday marathons. Long day, yeah. <laughs> but but I'm not going. Yeah. I am I am thrilled we got to get through this because like I said this was a this was one of the ones I was very happy to watch and very happy to spend our time talking about that with you guys. So thanks again. We're playing some outro music and uh final thoughts gentlemen. Music is on. Uh thank you for having me Mike. Uh it was really really fun and it really added another layer when uh like having to watch it for a purpose and like doing the uh, splitting into two parts and everything it really Everything about it added to the uh, experience of it. And it was really fun talking with you guys about it. Normally, I'm just having a, like the conversation around watching TV and movies now has just become, have you seen blank? So when, you, when we get to actually really deep dive into something together, it's, uh, it's really fun. So everyone toss out your suggestions too. Like I want to hear you guys talk more than me. So what do you want to watch? I'll watch it with you and I want to hear you talk about it. Amen. Amen, brother. Rohan. Love that. It's like a video book club. But yeah, yeah, Hell it's yeah. always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to be here. It was a pleasure to speak to you guys. What is pals, chums? So yes, hopefully come back another time if you're here. Have me, Mike. Absolutely. Thanks for waking up early and spending your time with us, James. Yeah. Round us the hell out of here, brother. Thank you for doing this. I think it's a valuable thing to do. Even especially for people that maybe don't get to watch a lot of TV. I think that you can still enjoy the story and the way I have here. So yeah. Amen. So thank you all for doing this. Amen, and thanks for being here. We finish up. Uh, this is the deal. We'll do more of these in the future. Let us know what you want to hear. Again, just like uh, Derek said, uh, what's Good Game, uh, Stargate, Dune, there's all kinds of whack shit coming out. We can tackle game could be good. Good right. game could be good. Yeah, good game could be good. So, it's uh, huge. It is huge. It is huge. It is huge. So that's the thing. Uh, let us know, guys. We, we want feedback on all this. If you like the format, if you like the, the talks, if you like the things. If it's a longer series, we'll probably break it into more shows. It was seven, so it's kind of weird. So that's why we did three and yeah. four. Uh, but yeah, so that's it. We're done. It's a wrap. Thanks again, everybody, for hanging out. I know it's been a long day. A long day of hanging out and listening and talking and having a good time. So it's hard to, hard to complain about any of that. As we finish, yeah. one more time, I'm Michael Strange. We're here with our good friend James Salcedo of Salcedo Paranormal Podcast. Give him some love. Our good buddy Rohan, who's got a podcast coming out to be determined. We'll share that as soon as it's available. And our good friend Night Stalker, uh, the hottest podcast in the game when it comes out. 
Thanks a lot, guys. We're out of here. We'll uh, be back tomorrow at 7 p.m. for more Troubled Minds. The rest of y'all, all of y'all, have a fantastic night. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, guys. See ya. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details